This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. I am finally going to respond to Matt Walsh and his comments about the Troll Patrol. I still have I have still not watched what he said. Even last night I dumped you guys into Polly's stream. Polly watched the clip and I stayed up until the point where he played the clip of me. I have not I have not heard his response. I'm going to hear it fresh. My virgin ears here, and I'm gonna give you my thoughts. I can't imagine what he said about me. I made fun of my looks. I'm going to make fun of him. That's for fucking sure. What else we got tonight? I got some footage of the moon in 4K. And that's going to be fun to watch. Harris Faulkner. I have no clue who that is. And I watched just like the, the first few seconds of the clip. I think it's Tommy Laren. And I think the per- the person who posted this got their Fox News blondes mixed up. I might be wrong, though. So we're going to find out together. But apparently Harris Faulkner has thoughts about Hollywood and the leftists. Chris Pratt has thoughts about apologies. Apparently taking aim at Patton Oswalt. Jordan Peterson is going to cry about Jesus right after we hear from a TPUSA panel who thinks that men need to be more dominant in relationships. The right is upset about a video in Iran of them assassinating Trump. I haven't seen it yet. They're, they're amazed it's not a bigger story. I hate to tell them, but like, Iran makes effigies of our president quite frequently. It's it's not like a new occurrence. I guess because it's, it's Trump, it upsets the sensibilities of the little snowflakes. Lynn Youngkin has signed a host of executive orders. We're going to go over those, and we're also going to ask, like, I thought right-wingers thought that executive orders were fascism because that's what I was told multiple times by right-wingers in just the last couple of weeks. Not not when the right does it, though. The family of Martin Luther King Jr. is calling on celebrations to cease tomorrow in the wake of the Biden administration's inability to pass voting rights. Plus, we're going to talk about this professor who showed up to class, had a profanity-laced tirade, and it was wearing a space suit or something. Uh, also, we're going to listen to a rap by a anti-vaccine right-winger posing as an overzealous left-winger. It's an interesting video, I assure you. Um, here's your meme for the night. Dang. Pete Davidson is relentless. 
of the Saturday Night Live skit where Pete Davidson was playing Joe Biden from an, another universe. The actual universe. This universe is like just one they made up for ha-ha's. Everybody's doing better in the other universe except Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is doing better in this one. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're also going to talk about the Texas standoff. We've got footage. There was a shooting at a concert venue in Oregon. Apparently, it didn't make national news because there was only like six people injured. I don't think anybody died, so not a big deal here in gun-happy America. The Tonga Tsunami caused waves all over the planet. No pun intended. Maybe pun intended. I don't even fucking know any... I'm so cynical, I don't even know anymore. But hey, this is the this is the show. I am the man that Matt Walsh called... Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture. Formidable voice in the culture. <laughs> I've even added him to my YouTube <laughs> trailer already. Oh, because I'm so proud of it. But I've not I've not watched his response to my clip. But we're going to start off with tonight. I promised it. Everybody wanted to do it last night after the Trump speech. But we're going to start off with it tonight. First of all, I want, like, before he talks about me, he's talking about puberty blockers. And he wrongly... Calls them chemical castration. He is a piece of shit. While saying everybody else doesn't know the facts. That's the kind of guy that Matt Walsh is. So, Matt Walsh is the daily... <laughs> Matt Walsh. <laughs> I, fucked it. I fucked it up worse than Matt Walsh is going to fuck up my name. Daily Wire's Matt Walsh apparently upset about critics on YouTube making fun of him. So upset, so sensitive, that he sought out a clip that probably had 50 views, maybe at the time. It's weird, he even says, like, I get 30 views or something like that. Why were you concerned with what I had to say, Matt? Now we turn to uh, YouTuber Justin, Justin Freakin. The guy's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a formidable voice in the culture. He has uh, 6,000 subscribers, averages easily over 30 views per video. And his channel description promises, quote, uncensored and unfiltered political talk and debate from a leftist perspective, the day's top news stories and videos with astute social commentary. I'm not sure if we can trust the part of astute social, the part about, you know, astute. Okay, here's the thing. I'm live right now. He's taped. And this segment was only like three minutes, four minutes between the last time he had a cut. You call yourself a professional broadcaster, you were too lazy to be like, oh, cut it. Let me do that again because I stumbled all over this part. No, 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 no. Too fucking lazy to even be like, let me, let me do that again. I'm live, motherfucker. Social commentary, I don't know about that. We'll find out in a minute. But we can be confident that it's uncensored. If this guy's a leftist, then certainly we can be assured that he has not been censored. So let's... Wow! Wow! I have lost a Facebook, a Twitter. 
I was fired from multiple radio stations, including the same radio station twice. A radio station I wasn't even being paid for, I got fired from. Three different venues have banned me from performing stand-up comedy. I am regularly in Facebook jail. I lost my YouTube channel last year, got it back on appeal. So, do you really want to have a censorship off with me, Matt Walsh? I don't have a whole right-wing network propping me up, paying me big fucking bucks, and amplifying my message the way you do. So maybe the fact that I only get 30 views on YouTube has more to do with big tech censorship of leftist views as opposed to you, Matt Walsh, who, despite all the advantages you have, Ben Shapiro, your boss, makes it into the top 10 on Facebook shares regularly. You don't, though, because you're a no-talent fucking hack. Bring, uh, let's see what he brings to the table. Not as insane as Matt Walsh from The Daily Wire releasing a children's book. Here is Matt Walsh, apparently, getting some children together for story hour with sweet baby Matt Walsh. Maybe he likes the fact that I called him sweet baby. Okay. Hello, boys and girls. Yeah, the kids look about as enthused as we are. He didn't draw the cartoons, and that's the main part of the book. Like, passing yourself off as the author of this stupid book is insane. Because you know what this book is? This book is a actual talented illustrator. And then, yeah, yeah, look at the words. Johnny's mom loves her son's make-believe time. It took such immense talent for somebody to come up with those words. You're Johnny the Walrus till you change your mind. Some dumb words on top of it. Honestly, I don't know why this guy doesn't get more views. I mean, he's like Macho Man Randy Savage. If my- Oh shit! Oh shit! I almost wore my Macho Man shirt tonight. Oh yeah! Went to the doctor and got tested. Said I had OCD. One cool dude, yeah! Uh, here's the thing is like... Calling me Macho Man is actually a, a compliment. I don't think I sound like Macho Man in any way, but... Fucking flattery will get you everywhere, Matt. Macho Man Randy Savage uh, could only bench press 45 pounds. I could bench press you, Matt. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. No, how big is this motherfucker? Holy sh- He has the nerve to say something about like how much I could bench press. Are you shitting me? I do, I do not have, I can't find how tall he is, how much he weighs. That is not listed. I can't, like, to me, he's five fucking six and 130 pounds. I could probably bench press you, Matt Walsh. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Macho Man Randy Savage. 
if Macho Man Randy Savage uh, could only bench press 45 pounds and was a hippie. But Randy has exposed a startling truth. A, a fucking and a hippie. I think Macho Man was kind of a hippie. But I've, I've exposed a startling truth. What, that you're a hack? That I did not illustrate my own children's book. I have tried to keep this hidden by putting the illustrator's name on the cover. I was hoping to hide it in plain sight. And my plan almost worked until Seth Rogen... That is, that is not the point I was making. The point I made was that the actual work in constructing that book fell on the illustrator. Like, how, how long did it take you to write that book, Matt? Uh, half an afternoon? Did you do it in one city in like fucking 20 minutes? Seriously, Matt? What the fuck? Rogan's unemployed cousin foiled the plot. Um, all right, let's finish this up with a, with a somewhat larger account. This is a Vosh or Vosh. I don't know. That's that's all. That's all I get. So now, first of all, first of all, him him mentioning how many views I get is a logical fallacy known as the bandwagon fallacy, or otherwise known as the ad populum fallacy. The flaw in this argument is that the popularity of an idea has absolutely no bearing on its validity. And right-wingers are incredibly fond of this. They'll say it about, like, Tucker Carlson. Oh, Tucker Carlson's the best news source because he's got the most viewers. Bull fucking shit. As, I, as I've pointed out, the flaw in that logic is uh, WWE had, like, three times the viewers Tucker Carlson had during the Attitude Era. So, like, I could conclude that Stone Cold Steve Austin is a better source of news based on the fact that he had more viewers. It makes no fucking sense. And that's the bottom line. But then, then, he committed a straw man fallacy. He attacked an argument I didn't make. I didn't say he was hiding who the illustrator was. I said that the illustrator was the person that actually did the work to construct the book that Matt Walsh is now bragging about him being a best-selling children's author. Matt Walsh didn't do anything. Matt Walsh's kid could have wrote that fucking book. I, I want evidence that Matt Walsh actually put pen to paper and wrote anything for the book. There you go, kind of uneventful. Tagged an argument that I didn't make, but hey, I like that you played those clips. Because first of all, the actual clip of me watching you read your stupid children's book wasn't that good. That's not one of my better clips on YouTube. It is not one that I would point out to people and be like, hey, watch this as a good example of what the Troll Patrol is. You want to know why? Because you're fucking boring, dude. There wasn't even anything for me to really make fun of in that clip. But I'm glad you played the best parts of it where I talked about how the kids looked incredibly unenthused and how that your illustrator was actually the one that did the heavy lifting in constructing your stupid-ass children's book. Now, somebody uh, from the Sweet Baby Gang, as they like to call themselves, came to my channel. Wasn't on that clip. 
Here's the Johnny the Walrus clip. Got here in terms of the comments. You're so mad. Maybe don't talk shit about Matt's appearance. Looking like a gay biker. How am I mad? This is the comment I wanted to point out. Species dysphoria. The experience of dysphoria and dysmorphia involving the belief of one's body being the wrong species. My response back was cool. What does the DSM say is the treatment for body dysmorphia? Talk about unhelpful. The treatment for body dysmorphia is to transition. The DSM. That is the what? Let me get the let me get the fucking title right for for those dumbasses that might not know right wingers. Well, my chat's probably familiar. The DSM is the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual of Mental Disorders. We are on the fifth edition. I thought the sixth edition came out. This might just be what's on sale right now. I think the sixth edition has come out. So, no, not body dysmorphia, completely unrelated. I commented on species dysphoria. If someone, anyone, thinks they are the wrong species, it's species dysphoria. It's not body dysmorphia or gender dysphoria. This book is about a kid who thinks he's a walrus, hence species dysphoria. That help, he said. So now, using the Socratic method, we try to ask them questions and walk them through the logic. What does the DSM say is the treatment for species dysphoria? The answer to that is there is no species dysphoria in the DSM. Therefore, Matt Walsh's children's book, which is supposed to be an allegory for trans people, is what is known in logic as a false equivalency. Right-wingers are morons. They do not have the critical thinking skills to understand how stupid they fucking look. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why Matt Walsh said, Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture, that I'm a formidable voice in the culture. That's astute political commentary, bitches. Alright, you ready to read the news? Because we got to start off with some shitty shit. We'll go with the, the content warning. <laughs> I was an early 2000s new atheist debate bro. What do you mean cosplaying? That is that is where I came from. That's how I that's how I met producer Dave from Echoplex. We were in the new atheist movement together. Oh my god, oh, I would I would give anything to go back to the days of the internet when I was uh, fucking debating Cy 10 Brug and Kate. <laughs> on pages and shit. Oh my god. It was a much simpler time. Way better than the Nazis we have now. 
I'm going to fuck his name up. Malik Fasil Akrim is the Colleyville synagogue suspect. We're on, uh, we're on heavy because it's got some videos for us to watch. We're going to see footage of the hostages being freed. We're going to see some of the live stream that was going on as it was happening. Malik Fasil Akram was the suspect who took hostages at a synagogue in Colleyville, Texas. The 44-year-old British man was killed in the January 15, 2022 incident at Congregation Beth Israel. The FBI and local authorities are still investigating, and British officials said they are also involved in the probe. He was identified in a statement from the FBI for hostages, all adults, including Rabbi Charlie Crichton Citron Walker. Sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. I was not on on Friday evening. Sorry, RB. We were on last night, though. Charlie Citron Walker were held in the synagogue for several hours before being released uninjured. The FBI's evidence response team will continue processing evidence at the synagogue. At this time, there is no indication that any other individuals were involved. The FBI's Dallas field office said in a statement obtained by Heavy. The FBI's North Texas Joint Terrorism Task Force, which includes member agencies across the region, will continue to follow investigative leads. Apparently, this is a picture of... Malik Fasil Akram. So this is going to be one of those complicated things where, like, he has an actual gripe dealing with U.S. foreign policy, isn't it? Oof. Like, he was an activist that, uh... Couldn't take it anymore. Identification came after the hostage taker claimed he was convicted. Uh, he was convicted terrorist. Afia Sadiq's brother, Muhammad Sadiqi, but her lawyer told the Daily Beast that he is not Afia's biological sibling. Still, that claim may provide a glimpse of motive into the hostage taking, during which the suspect was captured on the synagogue's live stream Facebook video after entering the building during a religious service. So here, this is the first video that we have. This is the hostages being freed. You can see them coming out the door there. The one suspect, two suspect there uh, running out of the building and or rather hostages, pardon me, coming out of the building there at the Beth Israel was, was that the suspect that stuck his head out and then ducked back in? Nine o'clock tonight, and it was the FBI hostage rescue team that flew in from Washington D.C. Uh, that made entry there, as we heard from the Colleyville police chief, rescuing those three adult hostages. One adult hostage uh, was rescued earlier. Uh, Colleyville PD confirmed. Watch that again. Somebody pops out the door and then goes back in. All right, so there you see the one suspect, two suspect there uh, running out of the building and a rather hostile. I wonder if that was the suspect. Coming out of the building there at the Beth Israel Colleyville off of Pleasant Run Road earlier. This was uh, around 9 o'clock tonight. And it was the FBI hostage rescue team that flew in from Washington, D.C.,
Yes, we just we just read that, Mistopheles. The synagogue describes itself uh, this way on its Facebook page: a vibrant Reform Jewish congregation committed to providing lifelong opportunities for spiritual growth and learning based on Jewish values. But my my question would be: if she if he's wanting a political prisoner freed, why would why would you take Jewish hostage? Why would you attack a synagogue? Especially if you're a man of faith yourself, that that seems weird to me. So um, we have this video. It looks like from the police gave a press conference here. I think they brought sixty or seventy people uh, from Washington D.C. to uh, to come and help with the situation. Uh, sometime around nine p.m. today, uh, this evening, the HRT, the hostage rescue team, breached uh, the. Um, the synagogue, uh, they rescued the three hostages, and uh, the, the subject is deceased. Um, I'd like to think uh, that this is a success due to the partnerships that we have with our local, state, and federal law enforcement partners. It's, a, it's been an incredible... I mean, I'm glad the hostages are safe, but someone still died. At least 200 law enforcement uh, personnel here uh, pretty much all day today. I don't know if a success is the way I would describe it. We, we thank them. Uh, we thank the community as well. I'm going to turn it over to SAC DeSarno. Success would have been apprehending about, uh, the suspect. Uh, more about the incident specifically, and then we'll be here to take any questions you may Chilling have. indeed, Core. I'm with you. Thank you, Chief Miller. Again, my name is Matt DeSarno. I'm the special agent in charge of FBI Dallas, and I, I'm flanked today by... Uh... And enough of these guys. So Malik Fasil Akram is from Blackburn in northwest England in uh, Lancashire. Blackburn uh, Muslim community posted a message on Facebook after he was identified stating Fasil Akram has sadly departed from this temporary world and returned to his creator. He was the son of Muhammad Malik Akram and the brother of uh, Golbar Malik Nasser Yasser and the late Gulzamer Akram. May the Almighty forgive all his sins and bless him with the highest ranks of paradise. Ooh, ooh. Ugh. Allah give strength and patience to his loved ones in dealing with their loss. I hope that doesn't mean that uh, they think he's up there with 72 virgins or some shit. There are many stories circulating in the local community. So please avoid taking part in the sin of backbiting. Let the authorities complete their investigations, have respect for the family, and allow them to mourn peacefully. This is, uh, oh, here we go. Here, here it's down here. Uh, this is from the live stream on fucking Facebook as it was happening. I think the video picks up as it's going on, though. Oh, is is uh, heaven having a supply chain issue as well? They've only got four virgins and dozen old ladies. I'm 
So it's hard. It's hard to tell exactly what's going on right now. But like, yeah, he. That, okay, this is uh, the suspect talking. Wow, that fucking imagine being held hostage and the dude's like, I like you. That's what I'm saying. If you like the people, if it's like, if it's not, if they had nothing to do with your demands, why are you taking them hostage? Why not a fucking police station or some shit? He's apologizing profusely. I know I know it's hard to hear, but like he's talking about how he's armed and how he's pumped up. Now we've lost the Oh, there we go. We pray for you, we pray for God. What? It's my people. Religious people. Don't cry on the fucking phone with me. Okay? I'm a bodyguard, guy, okay? I don't want you fucking dropping one beer. You understand? Well, I'm I'm sorry if you didn't want to die. That's not the way this day is going to end, sir. Okay, man up now. Don't fucking cry over me. I'm a body. Don't fucking cry over me, okay? You're holding people at gunpoint, you asshole. What do you think the normal reaction is going to be? I didn't even hear you fucking come out of my eye when I went past this to my kids for four years. My heart has become stone. He, he says his heart has become stoned. Oh, I'm not stoned enough for this. Okay. Yes, yes. It, he's far from rational. You're right. I just need to apologize for Say anybody that's religious is far from rational, though. I believe it's a Steven Weinberg quote. Now, going back to the new atheist thing, I haven't broke this one out in a while. Religion is an insult to human dignity. Without it, you would have good people doing good things and evil people doing evil things. But in order for good people to do evil things, that takes religion. I may have misattributed the quote, but I think I got it right. So it's wild that the screen that they were on... The, the 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 congregation has a slide up on the Zoom that says, "My God, guard my speech from evil, my lips from deception. Before those who slander me, I will hold my tongue. I will practice humility. Open my heart to your Torah, and I may pursue your uh, mitzvot." Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think it's a Hitchens quote. Damn good quote, though. You want me to get the white lady off? Come on, man. Have you guys got the white lady here? Come on, man. <laughs> you keep going on. You just keep going on about the same thing, man. Come on, man. Get shit out of here, man. Come on. What's wrong with you, man? He's going to jail, man. I, it sounds like he's wanting him to get off a couch or something. He's he's being incredibly uh, erratic. But then again, if you're going into a synagogue and taking people hostage, you'd have to be somewhat erratic. ABC News reported that the armed suspect claiming to have bombs in unknown locations that took a rabbi and three others hostage demanded that his sister be freed in a live stream. I even, like, when we went over to Polly, I would say, like, I think it was his sister. I only heard the speculation at that point. What the scene looked like outside of the synagogue. Entered for Sabbat services. I think I'm saying that right. Or is it Shabbat? Shabbat. Casual Shabbat. Yeah, Facebook took the stream down at some point. The people who were listening to the live stream wrote comments on the video thread, including these. He wants to talk to his sister to say goodbye. They have to delay this. Please report the video. Soon thereafter, the video was taken down. So, Afia Siddiqui is accused of having ties to 9-11 mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. While Afia Siddiqui's brother was not the hostage taker, the hostage taker is accused of claiming that affiliation uh, uh, provides clues as to his potential motivation. Thus, it's worth exploring her background. Afia Siddiqui is a Pakistani citizen and U.S.-educated neuroscientist who allegedly belonged to an al-Qaeda cell in Pakistan. She's currently serving an 86-year sentence in U.S. federal prison for assaulting U.S. federal agents employees, and nationals during a 2008 interrogation in Afghanistan. An interrogation in Afghanistan, eh? Well, I wonder if they had the assault coming to them. Because I know the tactics the U.S. military employed during interrogations during the Bush administration. Pakistani government has lobbied for her release while Al-Qaeda and other extremist groups have repeatedly demanded Siddiqui's release in exchange for hostages. 2008 news release from the U.S. Department of Justice announced the indictment of Afia Siddiqui. She was accused in the attempted murder and assault of United States nationals and officers and employees. News release said the indictment was uh, was filed in Manhattan Federal Court. I just like fucking... He was fighting on behalf of a country we were at war with. I don't, I don't, the U.S. is not blameless when it comes to that conflict. Neuroscientist. Number one, uh... The number one profession likely to become terrorists is actually engineers. If you've ever been around engineers, you can believe that's true. 
the, the last time I was around a bunch of engineers when I was doing AV installs, one was really on a kick about how 5G was going to fry all her fucking brains. And, you know, he had been a drug addict for many years, and then, uh, like a deacon in this this church over here, like right next to my fucking apartment, too. Who's the trouble starters? What are you talking about? Oh, U.S. When you said your, I didn't know what you were referring to. You were referring to the United States, yes. Yes. We instigated it. We started off with, like, we keep arming terrorists and they get mad when the terrorists fight back at us. It's, it's insane. Ronald Reagan. Six people have been hospitalized after a shooting at a WOW Hall in Eugene, Oregon. I don't know what a wow Continuing now is. with our breaking news coverage of the mass shooting in downtown Eugene that sent six people to the hospital late last night. Let's turn to KEZ. How many people in the chat had even heard about this? Now, granted, the hostage situation was going on while this was happening, and that took up more oxygen in the news cycle, but, like, an- another mass shooting, it's so common that, like, I don't know that I would have heard about it if I didn't keep up, you know, with the news the way I do. For this show, ZI9 News reporter Grace Smith, who's been live outside Wow Hall all morning, giving us the latest details. Grace. Yeah, Ariel, this mass shooting happened here at Wow Hall, and shots were actually fired in this parking lot right here. And come with me this way. I want to show you something here. These are actually two of the bullet holes that hit Wow Hall last night. Here we got A and B right here. And Eugene police responded to several calls of shots fired and reports of multiple gunshots around 9.30 last night. They say the suspect is a male last seen wearing a hooded sweatshirt and that he was he fled the scene headed westbound on. And you're probably more up on U.S. uh, news than most people in the U.S. are. And they need your help with any information you may have, whether you saw something, heard something or have a video of the incident. Wow. So as of this news report earlier today you may have is helpful and very important. the suspect has not been apprehended the investigation is going to be ongoing it's in its early stages and what we're really struggling with is the fact that we know we have witnesses we know we probably have video and audio evidence that's available we just need people to feel comfortable to bring bring that forward so we can better understand what happened and and better identify our our suspect why would people not feel comfortable? I don't know. Why would people not feel comfortable with the fucking cops? I don't know. You guys, especially in Oregon, which I don't know if you guys know this, was founded as a white supremacist state. Where the cops routinely just let the Proud Boys beat the fuck out of left-wing protesters and just stand by. He was willing to cooperate or to come forward to prove any wit- to provide, excuse me, any witness statements about what they may have seen or not have seen. And he says, hopefully, with time, more people, or excuse me, people will come forward. As he says, this is a crucial part in solving this crime. And if you have any information, please call this number on your screen uh, that's available right now. Do not call that number. Live in Eugene, Grace Smith. Snitches get. Just- 
Grace, thank you very much. I'm sorry. Like, fuck it. This is a tragic incident. But, like, I'm interested in exactly why people weren't talking. This was the presence outside the club after it happened. It's always wild being at the scene when they've got so many cops on the scene. It was a Little Bean and Zay Bang concert. Uh, I did not see an update. Story. It was last updated 20 hours ago. So as of 20 hours ago, they still had not caught the suspect. I would assume they would update the story if they caught him. So, when did this even happen? Late Friday into Saturday is when we had the Hongan Tsunami, which literally made waves around the world. So, I chose this BBC piece here because hopefully we'll get some video from different places. Emerging of the powerful impact of the volcanic eruption that has triggered tsunami warnings across the Pacific Ocean. The underwater eruption caused meter-high walls of water to crash into Tonga and Fiji. In a moment, we'll cross to Fiji for the very latest. But first, here's the BBC's Russell Trott on how the volcano sent shockwaves around the world. Yes, I, I, I wrongly called it a tsunami. It's a eruption. Destruction across and tsunamis resulting from Many it. parts are completely covered in ash. With communications down, neighbouring countries are frantically trying to make contact. We need to finally balance wow. there quickly, but to make sure we also get the people and resources they need there as well. And in some cases, we have parts of Tonga we've just not even been able to establish communication. The underwater volcanic eruption that triggered the tsunami, as seen from space, lasted wow. minutes, but caused waves of more than a metre high to crash into Tonga and Fiji. Plumes of gas and smoke are still pouring from the volcano, reaching 20 kilometres into the sky. Alerts are in place from the west coast of the United States to Japan, where people were warned to stay away from the coast if possible. Usually when we get uh, tsunamis on the west coast, it's due to uh, earthquakes. So this is uh, an exceptionally rare event where a volcano uh, that was mostly underwater exploded and uh, caused the tsunami uh, across the Pacific. The South Pacific eruption sent a shockwave around the world, with air pressure changes recorded as far afield as Canada and even Scotland. Wow. Now are for the Tongans who may not have scrambled to safety in time, and the fear that further eruptions can't be ruled out. Russell Trott, BBC News. We can go live now to Fiji and speak to the Red Cross and the head of the delegation there, Katie Greenwood. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. What's the impact been? Thanks. Yes, well, there's a lot that we do know, but unfortunately there's still a lot that we don't know. Uh, International Red Cross has urgently been trying to re-establish communication with our Red Cross teams on the ground for about 24 hours now. We did have some initial contact with our team just after the major eruption and uh, when the uh, tsunami alert had been raised and our teams were supporting uh, local authorities to move people to the very limited higher ground around Nuku'alofa on the main island um, in, in Tonga. 
Um, so we do know that. We do know also that there has been some significant damage in the, the northern shore of, um, of the main island in Tonga. We are very keen to hear from the low-lying and the outer atolls within Tonga itself closer to the eruption site. Uh, and we have not been able to establish that contact. Uh, it's, it's very difficult with the ash clouds causing problems with satellite phones. The undersea cable um, has been uh, damaged and also uh, frequent power outages are making communication very difficult. We do know, though, that despite that, there is action happening on the ground. Um, the lower-lying atolls that you mentioned, how many people live there and, and how much warning would they have had? Were they completely submerged? We, we, we don't know quite the extent of the damage. There are some reports... And, the, and all of this is just going to continue to be exacerbated by climate change and the rising sea levels. ...say that that's actually accurate and confirmed... Yeah, like, I didn't... I, it's part of what... I watch all this shit for the first time with you guys. I'm over here stunned. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know it was that bad. I didn't know, like the entire middle part of the island might be wiped out. Holy shit! Aren't we? Isn't an island? It's a. It's attached to land. It's a isthmus or something, isn't it? I don't fucking know. Holy fuck! I'm. I'm. I'm stunned. I'm sorry, guys. Why we're very keen to hear from those communities. We're also very keen for the New Zealand um, Defence Force flight and the Australian flight that has been offered of, of assistance to the Tongan government to um, be able to take off, uh, hopefully tomorrow morning, to do some surveillance and reconnaissance so that we can get more information about the, that. The, the satellite it, images it could be up to 80, are fucking wild. Throughout Tonga affected by either the uh, eruption itself or from the tsunami waves and inundation as a result of the eruption. Uh, people definitely were taken by surprise, even though this uh, there have been smaller eruptions happening over the last six weeks or couple of months. Really, this was unexpected, and especially the time, uh, the short period of time between the massive blasts and also the, the first tsunami waves that began to, to inundate um, the islands, that that was a shock to people. Uh, so we, we really are very, we do hold some concerns for those outer islands and very keen to hear from people. Yeah, I woke up on Saturday to, because uh, I, get, I get news alerts for everything. And it was like, tsunami warning Hawaii, tsunami warning California, tsunami warning Alaska. And it's like, Wow. Yeah, I'm glad I chose the BBC video. I, I try to get you guys the best video of the news. Fuck. Yeah, those, those satellite images were just stunning. And we are going to get some satellite images later uh, from a 4K camera of the moon that's going to be stunning in a... Stunning in a different way. God damn. Go to the other tragedy that's sweeping the world. Concerns are growing over the CDC's isolation guidelines. Now that we're getting more data in. 
The new data suggests that people with the Omicron variant frequently stay infectious for longer than five days, raising concerns about the CDC's updated isolation guidelines, which, I mean, who couldn't have seen this coming? What happens when you make your decisions based on, you know, what fucking Delta is asking you to do? Experts say the issue could be resolved by using rapid tests to determine whether it is safe to exit isolation, but the CDC has not recommended a negative test as a condition to end isolation. We heard maybe last week they were considering it, but they've never put that guidance forward. A new study of NBA players and staff, which is yet to be peer-reviewed, found that a large percentage of Omicron-infected people still had viral loads over a certain threshold five days after the first positive test. The study used this threshold as a proxy for infectiousness and for triggering a positive antigen test. That suggests that a sizable portion of Omicron infections will still be infectious at day five. Main takeaway uh, is that ending isolation at day five should include a negative rapid, uh, rapid antigen test. Otherwise, isolation needs to be extended. That is according to Nathan Grubaugh, a Yale professor and an author uh, on the study. Well, there's an issue with fucking access to testing all over the country right now. Now, the White House is indeed trying to do something. Maybe too, uh, too little too late. Ah, fuck. I gotta turn off my ad blogger. Fuck you, USA Today. Insurance now covers at-home COVID testing kits. That's as of yesterday. Uh, Americans with health insurance. <laughs> which you know doesn't include what about 40 50 million people how many people don't have health insurance in this country let's find out that's a number we need to know Thirty-one point one million people i'm sorry i overshot it a little bit my apologies. Maybe Obamacare did a better job than I thought it did. Don't know how, because I tried to get some Obamacare this year, and uh, it's way too fucking expensive. As I've said, I would be able to put the fucking $500 premium together if I really wanted to, but the fact is, is with this high deductible and copay as it has, I'm never going to be able to fucking use the shit, so there's no reason for me to fucking pay the $500 a month for it. And I'm sure there are plenty of people that feel the same way. I was on the marketplace a couple of years ago, and was it was like $17 a month for me. This was like... 2017, 2018? What the fuck happened? I was, I was fine. Okay, like $17 a month and I can have, you know, it's not the fucking best insurance, but it's insurance. Okay, I'll do that. I think I even paid the whole year at one time. (laughs) Fucking $500 a month. Fuck that. I'm sure, I'm sure the... Non-U.S. citizens in the chat are just horrified by what I'm saying right now. Americans with health insurance can get up to eight at-home COVID-19 tests for free thanks to a new requirement. that started yesterday. Private health plans are required to cover the over-the-counter tests at up to $12 per test. Oh, there's even a cap on it. 
Consumers can't because uh, like the rapid antigen tests are are not less than twelve dollars. I believe they're fifty, sixty dollars or some shit. Consumers can either purchase the testing kits at no cost or submit receipts for reimbursement from the insurance company. A family of five can be reimbursed for up to forty tests per month under the plan. PCR tests and rapid tests ordered or administered by a health provider will continue to be fully covered by insurance with no limit. Okay, okay, okay. God damn this shit. Starting Wednesday, you're going to be able to go to a government website and get some tests sent to you. I want to be able to point that out to you guys if that is of need to you. So Americans can request free COVID-19 tests and that will begin accepting orders on Wednesday, January the 19th. Fuck, I thought it was going to take me to the website. I don't know what fucking website to tell you guys to go to. The federal website where Americans can request free COVID-19 tests will begin accepting orders on Wednesday. I do not see the fucking shit. This fucking administrative fucking shit. It's like fucking Harris going up there and saying like, oh, people Google for uh, the nice restaurant in town. Well, it's something like fucking 23% of the goddamn country doesn't have access to the internet. What the fuck are you talking about? How many, how many fucking elderly citizens don't even fucking know how to use the internet, never wanted to use the internet? And you're just telling them to pop on Google? To see where they can find a test. Apparently there's also an issue with these testing sites where they want you to scan a QR code. What happens if you what happens if you don't have fucking phone service? Cause that shit's expensive as fuck. Cause even even cheap fucking plans in this country are like forty or fifty dollars. Yeah, I do not see the website. On the press release, talking about the launch of the website. Good fucking job, White House. Holy shit. You know what? I've never, I've never done this in response to Biden. But goddamn, right-wingers are fucking morons. Why Biden wasn't a good choice. Just so everyone is clear, here is Joe Biden, a very far-right politician on the political spectrum. But hey, I think we're getting ready to watch a clip right now. Oh, no, 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 we, we're going we're gonna to cover something for our Australia contingency. Australian contingency. Apparently, Australia has decided to just let COVID rip. Or at least that's what this opinion piece on NBC says. This is by Nick Baker. As 2021 drew to a close, many Australians were cautiously optimistic. Please, if if the Aussie in the chat correct us if anything is wrong. Many Australians were cautiously optimistic that the worst of the COVID-19 pandemic was behind them. 
country had surpassed ambitious vaccine targets, meaning its rolling lockdowns could cease. Both internal and international borders would reopen. And as Prime Minister Scott Morrison declared, it was now possible to live with the virus. But as Australia moved to change course on its pandemic strategy, the highly transmissible Omicron variant hit. In just over a month, cases have risen from around 1,000 a day to more than 100,000 a day. Hallmarks of the pandemic that Australia mostly avoided began to emerge. The health system is buckling. Many supermarket shelves are bare as sick workers stay home. Despite the surge in cases, most Australian states and territories are holding the line and allowing the virus to circulate in their communities, which critics have labeled as the let-it-rip approach. Meanwhile, fucking, once again, the U.S. right wing is saying they're committing a Hitler like every couple of days down there in Australia because of their restrictions. Much of the pandemic, Australia aimed for zero COVID cases, employing regular lockdowns. The country's second largest city, Melbourne, was in lockdown for more than 260 days and extremely strict border policies. Worked, the nation's COVID mortality rate has been among the lowest in the world. But as the pandemic ground on, the government decided restrictions could start to be dramatically loosened when a state or territory vaccinated 80% of its over-16 population. Ooh, ooh, like, that's not high enough for herd immunity in just the over-16 population. Probably should have shot for, like, 85%. Serious Luke, welcome! Glad to have you as a freaking follower. All states and territories achieved this in the final months of the last year. Practices that had become part of everyday life, such as wearing masks in certain settings... Checking into venues via government apps for contract taste, uh, testing purposes or contact tracing purposes were soon relaxed. Australia did require that international rivals be vaccinated, of course, leading to the Novak uh, Djokovic saga that we've been talking about. Ha <laughs> ha! Cool! Thank you, Serious Luke. I actually responded to that video. That's the first thing we did on stream tonight. I'll put that clip up on YouTube. Because I, I thought I did a good job of uh, taking on Matt Walsh. Alexandra Martinuk, a professor and epidemiologist at the University of Sydney, said the timing of Australia's U-turn was not ideal, I bet. We usually do the nightly news and we make fun of dumb fucks. We're getting ready to make fun of some dumb fucks. Move on to our next COVID story. Ben Shapiro went on Fox News... To tout his involvement in the Daily Wire getting the employer mandate struck down at the Supreme Court level. Apparently he's hawking his book, The Authoritarian Moment. That's what I was going to say when we were talking about Biden earlier. They're going to call him an authoritarian. They're going to call him a communist and shit. But he's a pretty fucking right-wing normal Republican from 30 years ago kind of politician who is actually knows what it's like to win a lot. He's the host of the Ben Shapiro uh, show podcast and he's editor of the Daily Wire and he created the whole thing and moved it uh, moved it across the country. Uh, Ben, how does it feel to take on the government and moved it to fucking Nashville, which, as I point out, every time they show a picture of Nashville, when we're watching a Daily Wire clip, it's a gorgeous city that I love so much. I do not need fucking people like Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, fucking Candace Owens, 
musking up Nashville. And we here at Daily Wire are really excited about this. You want to you want to call in, motherfucker? I don't think I have the I don't have the phone lines open right now. You want to call in? You got it. One second here. The phones are open. Let it rip. Yes, we want a we want a fucking phone call. I just forgot to open the phones. I'm a bit of a stoner. You got to look over me. Get about these things. I'm assuming I'm not high enough for whatever is getting ready to happen. Golly, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? Are you there? Oh, my God. Hey, are you there? You gonna talk to us? I like Trump. <laughs> Do you suck his cock? I like Trump. And what? Fucking, I think you're pretty stupid then. <laughs> this, is, no. this is a cool call. Why do you like Trump? You're, you're the stoner. Why do you like Trump? Yeah, the stoner is going to fucking dance circles around you. Why do you like Trump? No, no, it's because um, he has good policy. Like what? What policy did you agree with? The wall. The wall. I like the law. The motherfucker broke the law all the time, no, dude. No. That's why That's why he's got multiple criminal <laughs> investigations against him. What a fucking idiot. Really? Is that all you got? I like the law. <laughs> God damn. Ladies and gentlemen, right wingers are morons. I was hoping we were going to have a little fun. That wasn't fun. That was just fucking stupid. Oh, the wall. Oh, did I miss here? Okay. The fucking wall that never got built. It was like fucking 500 miles of, of replacement fence. The wall. The wall. What's up, Freeform? Welcome. Thought we were gonna get a caller here that was gonna that was gonna challenge us, and it, it wasn't very fun. I'm gonna go back to Ben Shapiro, or am I gonna get somebody to argue with? So I have to introduce this again. Five hundred foot of test samples. Well, did one, didn't one of them blow over? And then there was the whole scam with, like, they, they got the, the private uh, funding to build the wall on private land, and then that just ended up being a fucking scam. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little hard of hearing. I've got the tinnitus really bad. I thought he said the law. My apologies that I, I misheard you. 
This was a uh, this was a voicemail that got left for me the other day. Why are you not available? It says call now, and I'm watching one of your videos. You piece of shit. It was because we weren't live. She was watching. <laughs> she was watching a video from like the night before. Ah, they're so smart. What wall? What wall? You guys are fucking dumb. I don't have time for your fucking idiocy. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? <laughs> They're like, like if you could talk to me and actually make some kind of an argument, I would. I'd be all of, all about it. If you're just gonna call in and act like you're like. Ugh. What's the, what's the point? More interesting if I make fun of Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro was on with Fox and Friends. All right, we'll give it. We'll give it one more shot. Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? Now we're just going to go back to Ben Shapiro. Perfectly good opportunity to have a, a dialogue with me. All right, Ben Shapiro is on with Fox and Friends. I do want to point out Fox News has a vaccine mandate. Fox News has a vaccine mandate. All of their hosts here are in different locations, probably from their house. Maybe, uh, is that Hegstriff? He is, uh... He looks like he might be in the Fox studio. Maybe they're in different parts of the studio, just isolated. Fox has a vaccine mandate. All of the hosts are vaccinated. Ben Shapiro is going on Fox News. Ben Shapiro, who is almost certainly vaccinated. I can show you what he said about vaccinations in 2015 when he was all about them. Ben Shapiro goes on to Fox News to talk about the Daily Wire being one of the plaintiffs in the case that got the vaccine mandate for the employers knocked down at the Supreme Court. Let's bring in uh, Ben Shapiro, who is actually knows what it's like to win a lot. He's the host of the Ben Shapiro Winning! podcast, and he's editor of the Daily Wire. And he created the whole thing and moved it, uh, moved it across the country. Uh, ben, how does it feel to take on the government and win? We here at Daily Wire are really excited about this. I mean, the fact is that we really put our money where our mouth was. We spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to fight the Biden vax mandate in court. We were the first company in America to file a federal lawsuit against the Biden vax mandate on major businesses. And uh, watching them going down in flaming. In 2015, Ben Shapiro tweeted out that he spent the day watching my fully vaccinated 13-month-old cough until blue with uh, pertussis. Is that how you say that? I have no fucking clue what that is. Because others didn't get vaccinated. Thanks, dolts. We did it at 8.02 p.m. on February the 26th, 2015. Ben Shapiro knows how vaccination works. Coming defeat is, is well worth that, that cost. Uh, Joe Biden, by the way, his, his approval rating... He, he, more people now like certain types of bowel cancer than like Joe Biden at this point. I think that's well-deserved. Wow. 
Well, isn't he just witty? What the Supreme Court said yesterday, uh, it will be up to every business now. I should have took a, a screenshot. They are have a, a mandate, but it won't be mandated. Selling T-shirts now. They are selling T-shirts. They've done it all along, but they're selling T-shirts like I didn't comply. Gloating about their victory at the Supreme Court. The Daily Wire is selling T-shirts off of this. It has nothing to do with what is factually correct. It has nothing to do with what is good for public health. It's only what is in the best financial interest of the Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro's goddamn wallet. Thank you, Zazie. I hope I got that right. Welcome. Thank you for being a freaking follower company so going forward we heard this morning that apparently citibank based in new york city they're they're going to keep the mandate uh they've got 99 percent of their fox news kept the mandate they say, you know what we think it's a good policy so it's going to be up to every company now to decide how they're going to uh manage this pandemic going forward because we've seen the vaccines are not as effective perhaps as we were sold so people have got to figure out how to manage coronavirus, maybe forever. Well, this is one of the big problems here, is that the vaccines are not preventing infection. They're preventing hospitalization and death, and that's wonderful and very important, right. but they're not preventing infection. That's how vaccines work. Once again, once again, Ben Shapiro knows this. Spent the day watching my fully vaccinated 13-month-old cough until blue with pertussis because others didn't get vaccinated. Thanks, dolts. Ben Shapiro knows how vaccines work. It is disgusting. Absolutely craven. Hold on. And all it is is a fucking money-making scam. How do right-wingers fall for this? Is the Daily Wire celebrate your victory against cover, uh, government overreach in style? Did not comply. Shop.dailywire.com. It's all a fucking business. They don't give a shit about you. They are lying to you. They are lying to you for their own fucking profit. Stop following. Uh, f- stop falling for it which means that a lot of these vax mandates, which were designed to slow the spread, don't in fact achieve their stated purpose. And what the government... They do! They do! Slow the spread! You, if you are vaccinated, there is a much smaller window in which you are contagious, in which you are able to spread the virus. Being vaccinated helps stop new fucking variants from emerging. You're an idiot. You're not an idiot. You're not an idiot. You're doing it on purpose. I have the evidence that you know how vaccination works. You understand herd immunity. Because we heard, we heard them all talk about herd immunity early on in the pandemic. Now they don't even fucking know what it is. It was essentially put businesses completely underground. I mean, destroy the businesses. If you didn't force your employees to vax or regularly tested masks, we weren't willing to do that mm-hmm. at Daily Wire. And I can tell you that our, our Daily they Wire... They are at Fox. People were crying as they watched the decision come down because people literally thought that they were going to lose their jobs over this sort of stuff. And it was not just our employees. I mean, they're, they're literally tens of... He, he said it. Now, most right-wingers leave off the testing part. You didn't have to get vaccinated. All you had to do was take a test. What Was it weekly or daily? I don't even remember what it was. Perfectly reasonable. 
perfectly reasonable. People were crying because they thought they were going to lose their jobs because they might have to be tested for the deadly fucking respiratory disease that's going around. Oh my God. Cry me a fucking river, you snowflakes. Millions of people across the country who felt exactly the same way. So we're proud to have stood for that, and we're certainly glad the Supreme Court ruled the right way on this. By the way, it is worth noting here that if not for the fact that President Trump was able to appoint three justices, there is no question that the administrative state would be able to do whatever... There is no question that reasonable justices would have ruled in favor of the precedent. And if you read the OSHA law, it is clearly... Clearly within their power to regulate shit in the workplace to protect workers. Like, it it is there. Congress granted them that authority. And even the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said it's it's not that the mandate is unconstitutional. It's that Congress has to do it. That Congress has to do it. But Congress had delegated that power through OSHA. It's just we've got asshole fucking judges, three appointed by Trump, that shouldn't fucking be there, that are illegitimate. That just made up bullshit. The hell it wants in this country. There were three leftist judges on the Supreme Court who said that OSHA could, with pretty much no statutory authority, create a vax mandate for 100 million workers. Those same three justices said last year that the CDC could just issue eviction moratoria indefinitely. If you had another two left justices on top of that, that would essentially say the executive branch under a Democrat could do anything it damn well please. He, he is lying. He is lying when he says uh, they have no statutory authority. The law requires employers to provide their employees with working conditions that are free of known dangers. It's a very broad mandate to assure safe and healthful working conditions for working men and women by authorizing enforcement of the standards developed under the Act by assisting and encouraging the states in their efforts to assure safe and healthful working conditions by providing for research, information, education, training in the field of occupational health and safety. That's not the actual statute. But the statute is incredibly broad. It covers fucking vaccination. Yeah, you're right. Well, it was a big blow for Joe Biden yesterday, but it's not the only... Listen listen to what you're saying, Mr. Lemonkey. You're saying that because people wouldn't get tested, you didn't have to get vaccinated, you could just get tested to make sure that you weren't passing around a deadly pathogen. You're saying that it would cause business to fire people. You're an idiot! You're an idiot! It was a testing mandate that you could opt out of by getting vaccinated. And if people got fired because they wouldn't get tested, they're idiots! They're fucking idiots. Let them get fired. That's like healthcare workers have to get vaccinated. And you know what I say to anybody who gets fired because uh, they weren't vaccinated? Good. They shouldn't be a healthcare worker. They're fucking idiots. So, good riddance. Fuck you people are stupid. Do you think we're stupid? 
experienced yesterday or this week. It's been one of the worst weeks, if not the worst week of his presidency, except for maybe Afghanistan. But let's go over some of the things that happened this week that uh, weren't good for him. The CDC fact checks liberal justices pu pushing. They the keep bringing that up. CDC. Finding a COVID test is really hard. Record cases across the country. Hospitals reaching capacity. POTUS pivots to voting rights with a speech. Even members of his own party panned. Stacey Abrams didn't show up for that event in Georgia, in her own state, on her own issue. Inflation hits a four-decade high. I, you couldn't have done. You couldn't have done that, Merkin. Like the way it was laid out was the only way you can do it with constitutional authority. Harris mocked for that rough TV interview yesterday. POTUS stumbles through the teleprompter at the. COVID event and asked for the czar's name. He didn't even know his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get tested weekly. Do you think that's unreasonable, you stupid fuck? If you think getting tested weekly for a fucking deadly pathogen during a pandemic is unreasonable, you're an absolute fucking idiot. Absolute moron. So you would you would get fired over the fact that you wouldn't take a fucking COVID test. Satan, welcome. Glad to have you as a freaking follower. Hulk rag. Welcome, Hulk rag. Admits voting rights bill will likely fail as Senator Cinema takes on the floor before he arrives even at the Hill to talk to her about it. Senator Manchin tells reporters that he hasn't talked to the president since before Christmas and that there is no uh, renegotiation of the Build Back Better. SCOTUS knocks down the vaccine mandate for private businesses over 100 employees. National Security. Yes, that, no the government has done a piss poor job of making testing there. available. And then two more things. Right, two more things. North Korea fires fresh. But here, okay. Here's their thing is they didn't want to go through the uh, uh, Defense Authorization Act. That's that's the whole thing. They didn't want to force companies to do it. Because Joe Biden is bought and paid for by the financial industries and shit. They want to do what is what is most financially sound for businesses. He didn't want to. He didn't want to use his power to force companies to manufacture tests and get them out to Americans for free because it's a greedy goddamn country. Missiles that are lashing out over our U.S. sanctions. The third round of those. DHS announces 104,000 migrants between March. I from on January 21st. They were like, "This is a failed presidency. This is, Biden is horrible." Blah 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 blah. To, to read it has been non-stop attacks, and not not that Biden has been. What's your reaction? And that's the thing, because he's talking about authoritarian. He's on there hawking a book about authoritarian government. They're acting like fucking Joe Biden has done all these things that have made the country worse. He's just been ineffectual. He 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 has been a non-issue. He's been non-effective in any way. So what are they talking about, this tyrannical government? It's nonsense to me. And some dude today was like, open borders. And I'm like, what open borders? You people just make shit up. It's like how they're like, uh, nobody was prosecuted for the protests in 2020. What are you talking about? Which incident wasn't prosecuted? Tell me which incident you think wasn't prosecuted. And I'll probably show you a white supremacist group. That was charged with it, you stupid fuck. Metalcore!
Well, nobody was forced to... Mr. LeMonkey, nobody was forced to vaccinate. You didn't have to take a vaccination. You could get tested. That's what I'm saying. That's why you're stupid. Do you see what I'm saying? If you got fired because you wouldn't take a test every week, you're just a fucking idiot. Well, I, I don't understand what's so hard to understand about that. Why are you people so fucking stupid? Nobody was forcing vaccinations. Who was forcing vaccination? Nobody. Nobody was forcing vaccination. But here's Ben Shapiro in 2015, knowing the importance of herd immunity. Spent the day watching my fully vaccinated 13-month-old cough until blue with pertussis because others didn't get vaccinated. Thanks, dolts. What reality are you talking about, you stupid fuck? You're the one not living in reality. Nobody was forced to get vaccinated. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And stop listening to people like Ben Shapiro. He's just trying to sell t-shirts. Why do you not get that? What is, what is going on in your head that you don't see what's happening? They're playing you. Ben Shapiro is vaccinated. Everybody on the goddamn screen is vaccinated. All these people right here have a vaccine mandate at their workplace. The Biden administration didn't force anything. It was get tested or be vaccinated. How many times do we have to say it? Will you stop being an idiot? Fuck! Oh, shit. I mean, Joe Biden's presidency has fallen and it cannot get up. He, he has a serious problem on his hands. He, he came into... Now, that's true. What Shapiro's saying there is true. One is that you could spend your way out of a problem that did not exist, namely the economic recovery that was going to take place regardless of how much money we spent. And he inflated the economy beyond its capacity. Now we have massive inflation. And the second promise he made is that the government... Yeah, massive inflation. ...shut down the virus. It was a lie when he told it. He continues to maintain that lie. And his box... And I love, I love how the monetary policy we're living through right now is 100% Trump. And they're blaming Biden for it. I can sh- I can show you the blogs from 2019, where right wingers were talking about how Trump's trade wars caused inflation to rise. Now, there are certain inflationary things that are completely out of the control of the president or anything having to do with the U.S. economy. It's happening all over the world. But Trump triggered inflation with his soybean war, his tariff on steel and lumber. There's all kinds of fucking issues. But then they also want to blame Biden for the fact that people won't get vaccinated and that Republicans are just like flaunting how stupid they are and they're dying at much higher numbers than Democrats now. So it's Republicans sacrificing themselves just to own fucking Joe Biden. It's the craziest goddamn thing. I've never seen anything like it. The Republican Party literally has turned into a death cult. A fucking death cult. 
of this. Holy shit. He could control the border if he wanted to, but he doesn't want to control the border. He can't control the virus because no one can control the virus. He could leave the economy alone and just let it grow, but he can't do that either. He has created this box and now he cannot get out of it. And so he's railing at the wind and shouting at the clouds like Grandpa Simpson and trying to convince everybody that the seven in 10 Americans who don't like him must be segregationists. No wonder this guy is so unpopular. Ben, the fact is he's got the job for three more years. We're hostage to it. If you are him and we watch Bill Clinton pivot, we've watched other presidents pivot uh, and you go back in history. It's all it constantly happens. So Bill Clinton actually recommended to him, go back with Bill back better, pick two things you want and reintroduce it. And he goes, pull back. So if you're him, you got to Bernie, Bernie Sanders is determined to bring individual uh, pieces of legislation. Whoever sent him to Capitol Hill while Senator Cinema was on the floor has to be fired. They are in, his staff is as inept as his speeches. So where do you go from here with three more years? I mean, the biggest problem for Joe Biden is that forget his staff. Joe Biden, his entire image was that he was gentle, empathetic grandpa. And then he allowed Afghanistan to fall to 8th century cavemen and got 13 American service members killed and left hundreds of Americans behind. And that image was gone. And then- Once again, other countries have praised it as a logistical success. That, that, pulling out of Afghanistan is the best thing Joe Biden has ever done in his career, in my opinion. Taking the hit in public opinion because what happened with Afghanistan was going to happen no matter who fucking pulled the trigger on it. So, thank you, Joe Biden, on that one. And I will, I will praise you for what you deserve to be praised for. And then he decided that he was going to call everyone who disagreed with him on federalization of all voting procedure a segregationist or a slaveholder. And now it's really gone. His image has been so tarnished at this point that I don't think that he can he can pivot to the center. He has never called anybody a segregationist or a slaveholder. That's called a straw man fallacy. The ride is so fond of that. Joe Biden has lost that. And once you lose it, I'm not sure. Because once again, the Matt Walsh clip of me, he made up a straw man argument. He did not respond to what I said in the video. He responded to what he thought I said or some shit. I didn't accuse him of not properly crediting his illustrator. I said that the illustrator was the one that did all the work. And that Matt Wallace probably spent 10-15 minutes. Maybe longer because he's fucking dumb. Writing his little children's book. Regain it. We're doomed. You know, Ben, ultimately, I think a lot of people who voted for Joe Biden uh, have buyer's remorse. And now, fast forward to the close to the end of his first year in office, people are going, now, why did we pick him again? And it was because he ran as a moderate. But once he got into office, then suddenly the leftists in his party and the people he installed in the White House pulled him so far to the left. You trolls enjoy uh, some ads. Into the lane where he ran. Make a little money off of you while you're here. Win re-election, but I think certainly his poll numbers would go up because I think a lot of people, you know, they're they're smacked in the face with the inflation and everything else, and it hits them all day. Bad decisions by this. They do. They have Freudian slips all the time. The grocery store, whether I'm at the gas station, whether I'm wearing a mask somewhere, all day, Ben. 
Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, listen, he, he made a historic political blunder by deciding to move to his left in an attempt to be LBJ or FDR when he had 50 senators plus... Con- move to his left! Move to his left! ...to do the Bernie Sanders routine. How in the fuck did he move to his left? Somebody explain that one to me. Here, Here's the commie shit. Here's the red baiting again. How did Joe Biden move to his left? They just make assertions. They never provide supporting evidence. Why I get so frustrated with right-wingers? What are you talking about? If anything, he did the same thing Obama did and talked from the left and governed from the right. It was amazing. He beat Bernie Sanders because he was not Bernie Sanders. And then he allowed Bernie Sanders to body snatch him. And suddenly he was doing Bernie Sanders' agenda. Well, that was never going to that was never going to be a success. The only way Bernie Sanders' agenda was a seven trillion dollar bill that would have absolutely been a success, and people would have felt that in their lives. Of of being a historic president and just goes back to being what he was theoretically supposed to be, which was a caretaker president exactly. who's just not gonna be Trump. I mean, that was essentially his pitch. I'm a dead guy who's not Trump. And it kind of worked, but it turns out that as much as he may be close to not being alive. Unfortunately, it only worked because there's still so many people. I was editing for a podcast, and it was like these, they were all Democrats, they were yuppies, probably baby boomers, maybe late Gen Xers, and they were all, one was a lawyer, one was a, like a, a, a high-level doctor at a hospital, uh, fuck it, I can't remember what the other two did, but they had these roundtable discussions, and they absolutely hated Bernie Sanders. And it's, it's that contingency of older people that still get their news from a mainstream source that probably grew up on Red Scare propaganda. That's the reason why we have Joe Biden. That's the only reason we have Joe Biden. The people wanted Bernie Sanders. So... Speaking of vaccines, here's a man who went to a city council meeting. His name is Alex Stein. We're on the Alex Stein YouTube channel. Ooh, you know what? I've got more subscribers than Alex Stein. Even after his little stunt this week that's got him uh, played on shows like mine. I might be able to... Get Mr. Stein to come on the show since we're comparable size. This is Mr. Alex Stein. He is a far right nut job. He is not pro vaccination, despite what you uh, what you might gather from his little rap here. Alexander Stein. Alexander Stein. We don't we don't really we don't really do a lot of banning around here. We let it fly. If they're uh y- oh, yes, yes, this motherfucker is going to rap. This motherfucker is gonna rap for you. As long as they're not being hateful or or like being abusive to somebody, eh, let them fuck around. Add to my numbers, I'll keep playing them ads. They should be watching ads right now. 
So please don't ban them. I want my money from Amazon. Whew, let me catch my breath. Sorry, guys. Okay. My name's Alex Stein. I'm here today because we got to vaccinate our children. You know, we really don't have enough vaccines. Like, they're not mandatory, and that's the problem. We got to mandate these vaccines. So I've figured a way where I think we can make it, I don't know, like, I guess more hip and uh, cool. Sauger and Jenny is my final boss. My phone's not working. I'm trying to get... I wanted, what I want to say is we got to vaccinate our kids. We have to vaccinate them fast and early. But, of course, my phone's not playing. But I had a song that I wanted to do. And, of course, it never works when, when you're trying to make it work. But I guess we'll just have to, we'll just have to freestyle it. But with the real Dr. Fauci, please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Vaccinate your mom. Vaccinate your dad. Vaccinate the happy. Vaccinate the sad. Vaccinate your babies. Vaccinate them even if they got rabies. Vaccinate my life. Vaccinate my wife. Vaccinate your DNA. Vaccine created by the CIA. Vaccinate your body. Vaccinate me at the party. Vaccination freak. Vaccination freaking leak. I want the vaccine in my life. I want the vaccine for my wife. I want to vaccinate you. Yes, right-wingers are incredibly cringe. Vaccinate me. Vaccinate who? Vaccinate she. Vaccinate her. Vaccinate them. Vaccinate my friend. I want to vaccinate to the end. Vaccinate me pure L. I love you. What can I say? DNA, I love you. I got the pure L feeling pure. So clean. Got the lights off. Cause I'm calling Paul. Do you gotta clean the mic? You gotta vaccinate. You gonna get Corona from Mona. Don't vaccinate. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. You gotta vaccinate in the Lone Star State. Vaccination is so great. Vaccinate me all day long. Vaccinate your dad and mom. Vaccinate my body. Vaccinate me at the party. I vaccine drink. I love the vaccine all day long. I want to vaccinate your mom. I want to. Apparently, it is it is not obvious to the right wingers in the chat. This guy's a right winger. The cringe is on you guys. This is not a pro-vaccination person. This is a dumb fuck from the right. I'm gonna make you listen to it again too. And you like the way he the way he started off here at the beginning is a dead giveaway today because. We got to vaccinate our children. You know, we really don't have enough vaccines. Like they're not mandatory, and that's the problem. We got to mandate these vaccines. So you know, like that's a dead giveaway. It's a right winger. I don't know. He's never heard a song. He's never made a woman come. That's for and, sure. Uh, cool for uh, my phone's not working. I'm trying to get. I want What I want to say is, we got to vaccinate our kids. We have to vaccinate them fast and early. But of course, my phone's not playing. But I had a song. The, vaccinate them fast and early. No medical professional would ever say that. Make it work, but I guess we'll just have to we'll just have to freestyle it. But with the real Dr. Fauci, please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Vaccinate your mom. Vaccinate your dad. Vaccinate the happy. Vaccinate the sad. Vaccinate your babies. Vaccinate them even if they got rabies. Vaccinate my life. Vaccinate my wife. Vaccinate your DNA. He didn't have me like saying fast and early. Like no medical professional would say that. Me at the party. Vaccination freak.
Vaccination freaking league. I want the vaccine in my life. I want the vaccine for my wife. I want to vaccinate you. <laughs> He's out of breath just from rapping. Vaccinate you while I wear my thong. Vaccinate me. Vaccinate who? Vaccinate she. Vaccinate her. Vaccinate them. Vaccinate my friend. I want to vaccinate to the end. Vaccinate me pure L. I love you. What can I say? DNA. I love you. I got the pure L feeling pure. So clean. Got the lights off because I'm calling Paul. Do you got to clean the mic? You got to vaccinate. You going to get Corona from Mona. Don't vaccinate. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. You got to vaccinate in the Lone Star State. Vaccination is so great. Vaccinate me all day long. Vaccinate your dad and mom. Vaccinate my body. Vaccinate me. At the party, a vaccine dream. I love the vaccine all day long. I want to vaccinate your mom. I want to stick it deep in your arm. Oh my, where I think I think he's kind of known for pulling these kind of stunts. You can't hear my song. Vaccinate me in my thong. Vaccination, right or wrong? Doctor Fauci, give me that ouchie. I want it in my body. Vaccinate <laughs> me to go to the party. Oh, Mara's back. Vaccinate me white or black vaccinate you vaccinate who vaccinate you all day long vaccinate your dad and mom vaccinate me in my thong vaccinate the mayor i am a vaccination player what can i say ya? i'm the real run say a prime time nine and nine on the ground all the time i blow your mind i spit the rhyme i commit the crime i'm always on time because i'm nine and nine alex that and i grind and shine and i blow your mind one more time vaccinate your mind vaccinate your body vaccinate your life if your vaccination party i love y'all peace god bless follow my instagram ig your time is up Prime time. wow he he hit time perfectly i gotta Prime. respect well, that as a broadcaster so what 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 was the, what was the branding there? Conspiracy Castle? Conspiracy Castle is the name of his fucking <laughs> Oh shit. Uh looks like he's been hanging out with uh Anthony Cumia. Compound starring Chrissy Mayer, Aaron Berg and Once you like fucking, I was a huge, I came up a, a Opie and Anthony fan. If I didn't think that Anthony would probably shoot me, I would audition to be his co-host. <laughs> but I didn't think that Anthony would get incredibly pissed off at me, you know, always fucking smacking him down. We'd go great together. I think, I think Anthony and I would have a fantastic show, but I can't work with right wingers cause they're really fucking sensitive. I know he like he's a Anthony is a uh, Anthony Cumia is like a far right fucking nut job and he lives in a compound like a compound barricaded he's probably like a doomsday prepper and shit but he's got his own studio in his compound like that's what he calls uh what he calls his uh, uh media company now compound media. Yeah, yeah, that was totally whack. I don't know. I don't know. We've got another one that's probably going to be really cringe. And this this time it really does come from the left. So stick around. That's going to be in like three minutes here. 
America is struggling to keep schools open. I like Axios' picture that has a chalkboard on fire. As Omicron continues to spread, schools across the U.S. are struggling with teacher shortages that have forced them to consolidate classes and lean on administrative staff to fill in as substitutes. School closures and virtual classes can do lasting damage to kids' academic achievement, but so can some of the accommodations schools have had to make in order to stay open. If staff is out and you're just farming fifth graders into a fifth grade classroom, is that learning or is that babysitting? It's babysitting. How long can we sustain this? We've already had people leaving their jobs, said Kelly Wilson, president of Minnesota's uh, Osseo Local 1212 Teachers Union. Oh, yes, by the way. I actually had an argument with a dude who was talking about how collectivism is bad. Apparently he got banned. I'm not in the conversation with me. Apparently he got banned somewhere else. He was saying something to somebody else. He was trolling. He goes into my DMs and he starts like, I don't even remember what he what he like said to me. I think he sent me a picture of like how he couldn't respond or some shit. I clicked on his profile. He's arguing with me about collectivism. I click on his profile, and it has his local that he's a part of. And I said, jackass, you're in a union, and you're on a fucking page arguing about how collectivism is bad? Holy fuck, you're dumb. Holy fuck, you're dumb. Sorry, sorry, that was a little aside from the story. Chicago has been a focal point for this battle as the city's teacher union stayed home, canceling uh, days of classes over what it believes are unsafe work conditions. Where schools have attempted to stay open, teachers are in short supply. Columbus City Schools was 124 substitute teachers short of its goal of 740 during the first week of January. Now, cases are starting to go down in New York. The rest of the country is probably going to lag behind about two weeks. So it is possible we're going to be over the hump with the Omicron variant come the end of January. But we're still like right in the midst of it. I think it was Friday that Governor uh, Hochul in New York said that cases were starting to subside. Washington, D.C. area, like many school districts around the country, teachers often have to add students to their classrooms or miss their planning periods to teach other classes. In Philadelphia and the Twin Cities, administrative and support staff have been forced to step into the breach as classroom fill-ins. Gaggy the Rapper? Wasn't me, but you got me in the shower. Wasn't me. Oh, you're meaning meaning Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm a music head. My, I first went to the, I went to the musician. Call me Mr. Boombastic. <laughs> uh, shit. A professor was apparently worried about conditions on their campus. Welcome students to class by calling them vectors of disease to him. He has now been suspended. Some college students in Michigan might have expected their professor to cover the usual topics in a video kicking off the semester this week. 
attendance, grading, plagiarism. But Barry Miller gave them a lot more than the basics. Miller, a history professor at Ferris State University in Big Rapids, Michigan, told his students he didn't want to know anything about them, not even their names, because you people are just vectors of disease to me. <laughs> the 74-year-old said it didn't matter how... And that's another... Hey, there's a big problem on college campuses with a lot of things, and, and some of it has to do with this 74-year-old motherfucker is still teaching. He was probably a tenured professor, and he stayed well beyond his usefulness, and he's actually holding up a job that would be better suited to a younger professor who is probably an adjunct and not not near as secure in their employment. Because that has been rampant. Yeah, rape on campus is definitely a huge problem, and you don't hear about that because campuses go way out of their way to cover it up. They don't want local news stories about all the rapes that happen on their campuses because then people wouldn't want to come to their fucking... Because they got to sell it. This is the problem with college as a product. It does not serve the people. But I, I have a problem with professors overstaying their welcome. And, and it, it's the same thing with lawmakers. Diane Feinstein, there was another one, there's one in like Georgia that they think has dementia now and should step aside. Ginsburg, Ginsburg should have retired long before she did. Not Brock Lesnar. Not Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is an incredibly cool guy, apparently, and likes people now. Brock Turner is who you were thinking of. Brock Lesnar is the multi-time WWE champion, <laughs> UFC champion, uh, uh, IWGP champion. Like, fucking, he's, he has won all the fucking belts. Duplex City, bitch. Oh. She might be. there. It might be like a weekend at Feinstein's thing going on. And somebody just got a pole stuck up her ass. Go complain to your dean. Go ahead, Miller said. I'm retiring at the end of this year and I don't care any longer. Dude, you probably should have retired a long time ago. As of early Friday, the 14-minute Preventy Lace video has been viewed more than... What? It's posted? Where's the link? I wanted the video! Well, we can't stand for this now. Because here's the, th- here's the thing, is I have a picture of what he looked like. That it was like a 14-minute video. 14 minutes. Hopefully we get the best part here then. Okay. Here we are, Houston. And there we go. So let me take this off. I don't know whether you people have noticed. Now I don't I don't I don't want to mock him for that. There's a lot of right-wing sides that are mocking him. Like, what if he's immunocompromised? 
go. So let me take this off. I don't know whether you people have noticed, but it's dangerous to breathe the air. Many of your experts are advising wearing masks because there's a deadly virus spreading around. It's dangerous to breathe the air for a lot of reasons in this country. And life on your planet is going extinct. Maybe you just didn't notice, but the level of suffering on this planet is going through the roof. Uh, I want to introduce myself before we actually meet uh, uh, F2F, uh, as we say these days, uh, which everybody knows means fuck to fuck, uh, which really means that we're all fucked. When when you see me next week, I'll be wearing this helmet. This is a uh, this helmet is uh, is actually three hundred bucks. It's uh, got HEPA filters all around it, um, so that uh, all the air that comes in that I'm breathing comes in through the HEPA filters, uh, and all the air that I breathe out goes out through the HEPA filters, so that it protects both. You should just retired. You shouldn't be teaching still. Uh, this deadly. Virus. You're holding up a spot for a younger professor that's probably well far more qualified, and clearly you got more money than you know what to do with. I may have fucked up my life, flatter than hammered shit. But I stand before you today beholden to no human cocksucker and work in a paying fucking union job and no limber dick. I kind of like him. (laughs) I kind of like this dude. Holy shit. To no human. I I, I might learn some insults from him. (laughs) And work in a paying fucking union job. And no limber dick cocksucker of an administrator is going to tell me how to teach my classes because I'm a fucking tenured professor. So if you want to go complain to your dean, fuck you, go ahead. I'm retiring at the end of this year and I couldn't give a flying fuck any longer. You people are just vectors of disease to me and I don't want to be anywhere near you. So keep your fucking distance. If you want to talk to me, come to my Zoom. Uh, so, what you really <laughs> want to know is, how the fuck am I going to get out of this course alive and with an A? That is the real question. How does this asshole professor grade? Uh, they're probably going to have an adjunct the rest of the semester, that's how. You don't have a thing to worry about because there's absolutely nothing you can do. You have no control over your grade. It doesn't matter how fucking hard you work or how great your grades are. My grading system is based on the Calvinist doctrine of predestination. I figure if it was good enough for America, it's good enough for me. The Indians didn't lose because they failed. They tried everything and nothing worked. Because the universe doesn't give a shit about justice. It's all predestination. And you all are predestined to lose just like the Indians. So you should know that the American colonies, especially in the North, were founded by Christians who were basically Calvinists of one sort or another. And the Calvinist doctrine can be seen woven through... I'm sorry I'm not responding to you right now, Ricky. I'm 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 flabbergasted. What the fuck are we watching? <laughs> wow. He he is definitely off his rocker. Talking about Calvinism and predestination and shit. What was this dude teaching? What 
What what what was he teaching? A social scientist. A professor of humanities at Ferris State University. His dissertation was entitled A History of the American Eugenics Society. Motherfucker, this dude. Apparently this is not his first run in with controversy. Miller was a driving force behind a successful campaign to have an American Psychological Association Lifetime Achievement Award for Raymond B. Cattle postponed because of his claims that some of his writings were racist. What? I maybe maybe it was a like an American expansion class, early U.S. history or some shit. He was a social scientist. One sort or another. And the Calvinist doctrine can be seen woven through American ideas about justice. You might want to check that out someday, but we're going to move on. Here's how Calvin saw the universe. Calvin believed that a person was either predestined for salvation or damnation. Most people were chosen for damnation. And that's because all human beings are sinners damned by their own ugly souls. But despite how disgustingly ugly your soul might be, God in his infinite mercy has chosen, at random I might add, a few individuals for salvation. These people are saved by grace alone, not by any righteous actions they they may have performed. It doesn't fucking matter whether you go to church or give charity, your actions don't count. Nobody earns salvation because nobody is that good. And that is why... In my and that's the way it is in my class. I figure if it was good enough for Calvin, it's good enough for me. None of you cocksuckers are good enough to earn an A in my class. <laughs> so I randomly assign grades before the first day of class. I I don't want to know shit about you. I don't even want to know your name. I just look at the number and I assign a grade. That is how predestination works. And don't come fucking complaining to me. Take your complaints to God. He ordained this system, not me. A Ferris State professor. Well, well. I <laughs> He's been he's been placed on administrative leave. They probably can't fire him. University president David Elsler that he was shocked and appalled by the video. It is profane, offensive and disturbing and in no way reflects our university or its values. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think God thinks you're a jerk, dude. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's God's system. 
Yeah, I bet he is extremely racist, and right-wingers believe in, like, a hierarchy, right? They don't believe in democracy or anything. They believe in the hierarchy, and they just happen to be at the top of the hierarchy, the straight, white, cis males. One family is calling on the straight, white, cis males to keep uh, MLK's name out of their mouth tomorrow. That's the family of Martin Luther King Jr., (laughs) They call for no celebration of MLK without action on voting rights legislation, which clearly didn't happen. Family of Martin Luther King Jr. is calling for no celebration of MLK Day without the passage of voting rights legislation, putting pressure on President Joe Biden and lawmakers to act on federal voting rights bills that have stalled in Congress. Martin Luther King III, his wife, on uh, Andrea... Waters King and their daughter Yolanda Renee King plan to mobilize activists on MLK weekend to push for Biden and Congress to apply the same efforts to federal voting rights bills they used to pass the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. They hope to send the message, you delivered for bridges, now deliver for voting rights. Biden and Congress used their political muscle to deliver a vital infrastructure deal, and now we are calling on them to do the same to restore the very voting rights protections my father and countless other civil rights leaders bled to secure, Martin Luther King III said in a statement last Wednesday, adding that they will not accept empty promises in pursuit of my father's dream for a more equal and just America. King's local groups plan to rally supporters in Phoenix on January the 15th, the date of King's birthday, to restore and expand voting rights to honor Dr. King's legacy. The King's chose to mobilize in Arizona because of its draconian voting rights law, the provisions of which the U.S. Supreme Court upheld this year, and in doing so, limit the ability of minority voters to challenge state laws under the Voting Rights Act. Another state that's getting ready to get gutted when it comes to voting is the state of Virginia, which just swore in their new governor, lieutenant governor and uh, attorney general, all Republican now, just barely a Republican state house. Here are the 11 executive orders that Governor Yunkin signed on day one. This was on Saturday. Hours after being sworn in as the 74th governor of Virginia, Republican Glenn Youngkin the first elected Republican to uh, office since Bob McDonald was elected in November 2009. That's not actually, like, they made it sound like it's been a long time. He's already signed 11 executive actions. Those orders include removing critical race theory, and what the administration describes as divisive concepts from public education, withdrawing from the regional greenhouse gas initiative, making masks optional in schools and several others. So executive order number one was that Yunkin pledged to remove what his office defines as divisive concepts from public education. So they want to make sure that the lost cause version of history is still alive and well in Virginia. Executive order number two, Youngkin plans to make masks optional in schools. He feels as if mask mandates have been ineffective in schools thus far. That's a fucking lie. I can show you the difference. I think a school with a mask mandate was three times less likely to have to close. 
schools without mask mandates, if I remember the number off the top of my head. Executive Order Number 3 strives to restore integrity and confidence in the parole board of the Commonwealth of Virginia. He plans to do this by terminating the current board, selecting five qualified members of the board, and assisting with reviewing board procedures. Executive Order Number 4, Youngkin has ordered Attorney General Jason Myers to conduct a full investigation into the sexual assault at London County Public Schools that the office says was wrongly handled. That was the one that involved the so-called transgender student. I don't exactly know if it was a trans student. Apparently, it was a boy in a skirt. It mean a lot of things. But they used it as an attack on trans children. Because, of course, they did. Executive Order Number 5, as Junkin strives to make the government work for Virginians, he will establish a Commonwealth Chief Transformation Officer. The officer's job duties include hearing the concerns of citizens and then producing reforms to uh, to those complaints. Weird. Number six, Youngkin pledges to declare Virginia open for business. Myriad of businesses throughout the Commonwealth were impacted by the pandemic, some closing their doors for good. With this order, he will re- uh, reassess if there's a need for permanent standard for infectious disease prevention of the SARS-CoV-2 virus that causes COVID-19. The standard requires that employers take proper precautions to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Oh, they're going to rescind that. Number seven, he strives to prevent human trafficking. Number eight, establish a commission to combat anti-Semitism. Number nine, as planned, Virginia will withdraw from the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. Oh, and then we got a couple executive directives. Uh, directives. Youngkin pledges to jumpstart our economy by cutting job-killing regulations. Pledges to remove vaccine mandates for all state employees. That's what you get in Virginia, which had been a pretty progressive state for the last 10 years. Which is wild because, you know, they talk about how Biden didn't have a mandate after he won by 8 million votes. His motherfucker won by, like, what, half a percentage? Over half a percentage? But school boards are all the rage with the right wing. Here's Dan Bongino telling us about a school that was apparently stunned when they were served a lawsuit for $200 million, which I'm sure is absolute Here's bullshit. Here's more parents fighting back. This is a great video. This is out of Clark County, Nevada. You know, if the DOJ thought they were intimidating parents from not showing up at school board meetings by threatening to sick the FBI on them, if you thought you were intimidating us, you were wrong. That is not what they did. Oh, There's did. always a straw man with these assholes. So a parent decided to show up at the Clark County, Nevada school board <laughs> not too long ago. And I want you to see what he did there. I want you to listen to this. This is one of the best videos I've seen in a long time. Put a smile on your face. Check this out. The people in this country have had enough, and we are fighting back. I have, I have something to give you. Security, would you do me a favor? Would you please hand those forms to the board members, members starting with JAR? You've been officially served a $200 million lawsuit with six complaints and violations of multiple amendments. Your job is not to be concerned with the children's health. You're not nurses. You're not doctors. This is a setup. This is 100% a setup. This is like motherfuckers being paid by one of the numerous right-wing groups that fund bullshit like this. This isn't organic. 
None of these people that have stood up at school boards that have had these videos that circulate on the internet, none of them have been organic. You are not responsible for their health, or health organization. Your only focus is on our children's education. Yet the education system here is 50th in the state, and you make almost more money than anybody else. It is very clear that you have failed at doing that job. This country is not alone. It's time that we wake up, and we're going to give you lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. You can throw it out as much as you want, but we're going to keep this paperwork on your desk and keep a problem going until we get exactly what we want. This is not a negotiation. We Did you hear what he said? They can throw it out, which the courts most certainly will. The lawsuit is absolute nonsense. I Who is paying your legal fees to file these lawsuits? Because the courts will indeed throw it out. All you're doing is costing the... And that's... That's it. They want to cost. They want to cost the school boards money because it's going to cost them to adjudicate these just to get it to throw out. Just to get a judge to throw it out, they're at least going to have to pay some lawyers for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours of work just to get a lawyer to throw it out. Can you the, the, costing thousands to a school district for nonsense? And the dude's like, "You can throw it out. We'll do it again." That's an intimidation tactic. That is absolute nonsense. Those are called slap suits. They're not meant to do anything but annoy and cost money to the people that you are suing. And you just admitted it. You just admitted it. I wish right-wingers, the people that are just the everyday Joes sitting at home that consume Bongino. I wish you could see that. The right-wingers that were in the chat earlier that were trying to troll me. Like, how how do you not see how you're being played? You're being used. And with this, I, I almost guarantee it. The lawyer bills for the motherfuckers that are filing the suits are being funded by these organizations that want school choice. They want to be able to funnel public money to private schools. That's all school choice is. They want to destroy public schools so that they can privatize schools. It's a scam. It's more fucking greed in this country. Why can't you people see through it? We will have our freedom of choice, and we're going to see you in court. Your laugh is disgusting! <laughs> and it's the same people that are funding Bongino. Sit down and take it. Go sit in the corner, you patriots. Sit in the corner and shut your mouth. How You're about- not a fucking patriot! Now's the time to start showing up even more. Now's the time to double, that's, triple. That's the problem! They wrap themselves in the flag. He's got the folds of honor on his shirt. Makes him seem like he's above reproach. This is a fascist thing. This is what fascists do. They appeal to symbology. Symbolism. Whatever the fuck. I'm high. He's wearing fucking camo. I think symbology is a word. I think I'm right on that one. Oh, fuck. I want to... I can't say what I want to do. Terms of service. Terms of service. Will and quadruple down in front of your school boards. You will not be silenced. You have a constitutional right to assemble and petition your government. Don't ever forfeit it. Ever. Or else all is lost. 
It's always been the conservative and Republican agenda to improve the lives of minority Americans. Yes, our agenda. It's always been the Democrat agenda. <laughs> been successful at it to ruin the lives of minorities. Yes, that's their agenda. Every place liberal Democrats are in charge in largely minority cities, they've ruined people's lives. They're infested these communities with poverty, with race issues, with crime, a lack of economic development, no jobs everywhere. Liberals are in charge. They're a cancer. They've destroyed for decades the lives of young minority men and women. They've decimated their lives. You, conservatives, have been on the side of liberty and freedom. You've been warriors for the cause of pro- Ronald Reagan funded Muslim terrorists. Funded Muslim terrorists to get elected to begin with. With this little October surprise bullshit with the Iranian hostage crisis. Then he funded Muslim terrorists more in order to pay for right-wing death squads in South America. And flooded the streets of the U.S. with crack cocaine. I, you're not on the side of liberty, and that's that's another thing. Never did he describe a policy. He didn't describe anything that he stood for. Just these vague notions of liberty, of freedom. You're a patriot. You got a flag on your shirt. And guys, this worries me because, like, we're we're losing, like we're we're losing, we're losing the we're losing the propaganda war, and it's like it's impossible to compete with the amount of money that are backing people like this. I'm I'm very worried about what's happening in our country and going forward. These people are insane. Prosperity. For minority Americans and every American touched by the hand of God with big R, God-given rights. You, you, that's been your war, not theirs. They're on the other side of it. They're on the other side of the battlefield. You will never, ever get to a country that has one collective identity. When in order to make black children, you know, quote, feel good, and it doesn't make them feel good, it makes them feel worse. You have to teach them that white children. One collective identity. Never. Never. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. One collective identity. They're just completely mask off now. Oh, shit. You know, speaking of Iran, let's talk about Iran. Apparently they did something and Michael Knowles is really upset about it. I've really I've really been plugging the Daily Wire tonight. I'm returning the favor for them giving me a little taste of the fame. Had we've had Walsh, Shapiro, Knowles. I skipped doing I had a Candace Owens piece, like her talking about her pet peeves that I was gonna put at the end. I'm like, ah, oh, it's a little too much Daily Wire tonight. But Something they like for those of you who don't know, fucking Iran burns an effigy of our president quite often. 
Like, it's not an unusual thing. They do it all the time. I've, I've watched a lot of videos on the internet over the years. So, I think what he's getting ready to tell us about is that Iran did something similar with a Trump effigy. I don't know when this was, maybe recently, but let's let's see what he has to say. ...of punishment before we get into the mailbag. Iran is threatening to assassinate Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo. Take a look at this, this video. Take a listen. So this is being released by the Supreme Leader of Iran. Oh, it's just a video? Oh, they make propaganda like this shit all the time. Very high-tech... All these Iranian operatives working on their computers, they've got drones, they've got little little machines outside of Mar-a-Lago. Trump and Pompeo are playing golf there. They're going all around. They're gonna they're gonna target them. They put they put the light, they put the, the focus on Trump and Pompeo. Did almond animations do this? Eventually what happens, you get the point. Eventually what happens is they assassinate them. This video that Iran released. Shows two things. Yes, I was on Daily Wire. The clip will be up on YouTube. Because if they were going to assassinate Trump, they'd just assassinate him. But they can't do that, so they're going to try to release some B-level Hollywood video showing their their fantasy about killing Trump. Two, it shows that they consider Trump the enemy and Biden the friend. They Biden, they do they do this all the time. What? After him, if they're going to retaliate for an action of the United States, no, they're going after Trump because they consider Trump the enemy and Biden the friend. Like, Trump murdered one of their, like, was like the third in command or some shit when he was in Iraq. Am I am I correct on that one? Like, one of their very high-ranking generals. So, like, that could be one of the reasons why they really dislike Trump. Plus, apparently, the military had to talk Trump out of attacking Iran after he lost the election. And that was one of the reasons why China was so worried. They're like, they thought fucking Trump could attack them. What do you think? You think Michael Knowles is cosplaying as, as Matt Walsh as well? Because Trump treated Iran like a rogue state, and Biden is trying to suck up to Iran, and Biden is trying to reinstate the Iran deal. Shows you the way that our, our American politics is looking right now. Shows you the way that our foreign policy is looking. And it shows you something else. Iran is impotent at the moment. Yes. Donald Trump. Iran is impotent to fulfill its agenda. Joe Biden is impotent on that front too. See, there's that picture of Nashville. Why do they have to yuck up my Nashville? I love Nashville so much. I have walked across that bridge so many fucking times. Seen so many concerts at Bridgestone Arena, which is just right there. It is just right over there. Not just Bridgestone Arena. I've been to a number of the venues in Nashville. Why you gotta yuck up such a wonderful city, you pieces of shit? Make Nashville uh, great again. Get the Daily Wire out of there. Staying in international affairs, Ukraine says evidence suggests Russia behind a cyber attack. Kiev accuses Russia of waging a hybrid war against it 
after Microsoft said dozens of computer systems at government agencies were infected with malware. This comes just a couple of days after the U.S. Uh, State Department said that it seemed like Russia was prepping for an attack on the Ukraine. He does have a nice beard. I will give Matt Walsh that. He has a nice beard. If, you, if, if we have to say something nice, and that's something from, uh, I brought up how to win friends and influence people the other day. That was something from uh, how to win friends and influence people. When you meet somebody, always like find the one thing. You're at least going to like one thing about them and compliment them on the one thing you like about them. Thing that you like most about them. Also, uh, when you sit down, like, and somebody's got, uh, like, if you sit down at somebody's desk, you can go in and talk to your boss. They're more than likely going to have pictures of their, like, children and shit. And fucking parents love to talk about their children. So you ask them about their children, then you can, like, schmooze on them, and then you get what you want out of the interaction. The fucking book is evil. The book is fucking evil. The book about psychological manipulation, and I don't like it. Probably why I'm such a jackass. I try to do the opposite of everything that book taught me. Uh, we hey, speaking of a Peterson, we got a Peterson here in a second. Don't worry, you're gonna get a, a dose of Peterson. That sounded dirty, didn't it? A dose of Peterson. You live in sexual anarchy. Did I Photoshop his face? Did I not Photoshop his face? You'll never know. Seriously, you'll never know. Is it his real face? Is it Photoshopped to be smaller? Can you tell? I fucking can't. I made people look at the picture and tell me, and everybody guessed wrong. Russia is correct with you. I am always for independence. If a country doesn't, if a country wants to be a part of NATO and doesn't want to be a part of Russia, that's on them. They should be a part of NATO. Self-governance is always the best, in my opinion. Ukraine has said it has evidence that Russia was behind a cyber attack that uh, defaced its government websites and alleged that Moscow is engaged in an increasing hybrid war against it. All evidence indicates that Russia is behind the cyber attack, the Ministry of Digital Development said in a statement on Sunday, a day after Microsoft said dozens of computer systems and an unspecified number of Ukrainian government agencies had been infected with destructive malware disguised as ransomware. That disclosure suggested the attention-grabbing defacement attack on official websites last week was a diversion. Moscow continues to wage a hybrid war and is actively building up its forces in the information and cyberspaces. The attack comes as Russia faces accusations of having massed some 100,000 soldiers close to the Ukrainian border as it seeks to as it seeks a commitment from the West that the former Soviet state will never join NATO. See, that's the issue for me. They are wanting to stop Ukraine from self-governance. Senior Russian and U.S. officials this week held talks in Geneva, but there was no hint of any breakthrough, with Washington warning by the end of the week Moscow could stage a false flag operation within weeks to uh, precipitate an invasion. 
Russia has repeatedly been warned by Western powers of massive consequences if it were to attack Ukraine again, although these would likely take the form of sanctions rather than any military repository. This was the Obama red line during his presidency. He said if Russia invaded Crimea, that was a red line that couldn't be crossed. We saw what happened. Russia crossed the red line. Nothing fucking happened. As I've mentioned before, I don't like sanctions because sanctions aren't going to hurt Putin. They're going to hurt the people of Russia. So fuck off with your sanctions. You know, maybe men here in the U.S. can take a lesson from Putin. They need to be more assertive in their relationships. We need to bring back the leaders. This is from TPUSA Live. I don't even know who any of these chuckle fucks are. But one thing that I think has become a huge problem is that not enough guys, I feel like, are, number one, leading in the relationship. The girls were feeling put into a corner of, we have to say, where's... Why why do you think NATO is inherently against national independence? What do you think NATO is? Very interested. Like, I'm not one to talk about foreign affairs because I don't know shit about it. I'm just covering the news. But, like, it kind of seems like you have a fundamental misunderstanding of what NATO is. Uh, okay, you do you. I want to I wanna talk about the green energy absolutely could hurt Putin. And provide us with the energy independence that the right-wingers crave. But I want to talk about how men need to be leaders. I'm going to be a leader... And I'm going to take back this show. We're not going to talk about Russia and Crimea. I'm going to be a leader. Big Doug here is taking a hold of this. Being a leader in this relationship. Is this going? Yeah. What are we? Yeah. You know, what is this relationship? Is it even a relationship? We're feeling that pressure to do it. Yeah. Um, it's not the guys. And also, dating, the, the idea of dating is supposed to be very, very short and very, very temporary. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like an interview process. Mm-hmm. Okay, you find out everything you need to know, and then are we are we wanting to get married? Are we a good match for each other? Right. And all these people are dating for years and years and years and years, and then not getting engaged, and yeah, it's it's that's not good either. That's why so I hate the aspect of, like, so many people why? aren't dating apps. I've been on dating apps. Mm-hmm. Why is that not good? Who gives a shit if people get married? Why are you concerned if somebody else gets married or not? What the fuck? I And it's not good. And she just declares it's not good. Why? What supporting evidence do you have? I, I don't understand right-wing arguments. And every one of these fucking idiots just nodding along. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Remember, and like The idea of Bumble... Where it's like guys can sit back and just let a woman lead like that, or it's just like, oh, I'll sit back, maybe just like, hopefully, like we like each other, and then you talk to me first. Like guys, just be leaders, step up. Yeah. If you're gonna fail, you're gonna fail. Yes, you're don't expect to find John face. on Bumble, Bumble just no. hinge. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's- 
Okay, I didn't know that women have to message first on Bumble. That's probably a good thing and probably cuts down on a hell of a lot of uh, abusive behavior because men are goddamn horrible. I can I can pull up some persistent men that are just like, hey baby, hey baby, hey baby. They'll do it fucking every day, never get a response. I can imagine that Bumble saves some time. But these 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 idiots don't understand. <laughs> but I just I hate that that's a part of culture now and that's a part of society where guys can sit back and not be leaders. Mm. Because that's why we have a weak society. Absolutely. Well, I think part of that comes from the cultural humor, I guess if you will, of comedians and cultural commentators saying, "Oh, my wife. Oh, this is terrible." I, I would love to maybe lead the charge of, like, being married is awesome. Yeah. Like, and yes. I, think, I think more guys should, like, I love it. Right. I, and I also can't really picture life. I want to tell you, being single is fucking awesome. I go to bed with my kitties every night. I can tell people to go the fuck home whenever I want to. If somebody that is here having dinner with me and having sexy time annoys the shit out of me, I can tell them to get the fuck out of my apartment. And I have. I've done it a couple times. I don't like uh, having other people around me interrupting my getting high and playing video game time. I... What the... I love being single, but I don't I don't feel the need to go out and proclaim everybody else should do it. Why is this motherfucker getting paid to talk about I love being married? Fucking look at the divorce rates in this country. Apparently people make some mistakes when they get married. Differently now now admit, and I feel like if that were to take a cultural foothold in kind of how men look at things, maybe they would start to go, oh, okay, this is cool. Maybe I'm going to be a little bit more uh, upfront about it. So you want them to be a little more dominating. Uh, fucking shit. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we got some relationship advice uh, with Jordan Peterson talking to Ben Shapiro because they're real ladies' men. They know what the women want. TPUSA says men need to be more assertive, more manly. Jordan Peterson's also talked about, you know, the fucking manliness. But apparently here, he gets a little teary-eyed. Is, is the deeper you go into biology, the more it shades into something that appears to be religious because you start analyzing the fundamental structure of the psyche itself and and it becomes something well it be- becomes something with a pow- with with a with a with with a power that transcends your ability to resist it hmm. so okay so you can think about Christ from a psychological perspective and the the criti- the critic my critic this particular critic that I've been reading. Somebody that made fun of him on Twitter. Was it Gay Dave? Was it Gay Dave? Gay Dave, did you make fun of Jordan Pete on Twitter? This motherfucker really did fry his brain. How is anybody listening to him about anything? 
said, well, that, that doesn't differentiate Christ much from a whole sequence of dying and resurrecting mythological gods. And of course, people have made that claim in comparative religion. Joseph Campbell did that, and Jung to a lesser degree, I would say, but Campbell did that. But the difference, and C.S. Lewis pointed this out as well, the difference between those mythological gods and Christ was that there's a there's a representation of there's a historical representation of his of of his existence as well. Now you can debate whether or not that's genuine. You can debate about whether or not he actually lived and whether there's credible objective evidence for that, but it doesn't matter in some sense because I do debate it. Like there's not. There's a sense in which it doesn't matter because there's still a historical story and so what you have in the figure of Christ is an actual person who actually lived plus a myth and in some sense Christ is no, no, not an actual person who actually lived. You just said it yourself that there is debate over whether there was an actual person. There's a story, a character, a fictional character. Is the union of those two things. The problem is, is I probably believe that, but I don't know. Okay. I don't, I'm amazed at my own belief and I don't <laughs> understand it. Like, because I've seen... Sometimes, oh, there it the is. objective world and the narrative world touch. <laughs> no, that's Jungian synchronicity. Yeah. And I've seen that many times in my own life. And so in some sense, I believe it. Is he reflecting on some time when he was high on benzos and he had a vision or some shit? What the fuck? None of this makes any sense. I one of my degrees is in philosophy. I've heard some people spout some fucking nonsense, and I've been able to follow along with it for the most part. That didn't make. That was not a cogent statement. What he said. None of this. None of this is intelligent in any way. We have a narrative sense of the world. For me, that's been the world of morality. That's the world that tells us how to act. It's real. Like we treat it like it's real. It's not the objective world. But the narrative and the objective world touch. And the ultimate example of that, in principle, is supposed to be Christ. But I don't know what to... And that seems to me oddly plausible. Yeah. Well, but I it's real because we believe it's real, even though it's not real. And that's how you describe Christ. That's what he just said. Ladies and gentlemen, your example of manhood. He loves to speak on the topic of gender and relationships. Jordan Peterson, everybody. Continuing our parade of manly men. Up next is Chris Pratt, who I have no problems with. I think I think he's he's more dumb than anything, isn't he? But, like, for some reason, the right wing said he was smacking down the idea of being apologetic. I've not watched the video. Let's see what he actually says. I, if I, I, I think it was Steven Crowder that I got this from. I can imagine he's probably exaggerating. I want to say thank you to the, the people in my comments who have 
who've taken the brave step to let me know how insensitive it is for me to continue with what's my snack. Not today, not now. We don't need humor. What we need is awareness, more awareness of just how bad things are. And that awareness is not gonna come with me doing what's my snack. Today's snack is bronze. I'm gonna take a moment of silence for the bronze. So apparently, some comments on Twitter got under his skin. (laughs) So he really smacked down his haters there. That's what, like, this motherfucker felt the need to respond to people in his Twitter comments, which... As somebody who is present on the internet, making content, putting himself out there, let me tell you, no matter what you do, people are going to show up and they're going to fucking troll you. I do it to people too. Stop being so goddamn sensitive. Why are right-wingers so fucking sensitive? But hey, Harris Faulkner on Fox News is going to tell us if it's actually Harris Faulkner, I don't know who Harris Faulkner is, and isn't that Tommy Laren? But the caption says, Harris Faulkner says what we are all thinking about Hollywood, and oh, thank the Lord. Chris Pratt? I don't fucking know. Now, this is a Benny Johnson video. Benny Johnson is the hack that just repackages other people's shit without actually adding anything to it. So he made a video where he has this Harris Faulkner saying what we all are thinking about Hollywood. But guys, isn't that Tommy Lahren? Isn't that Tommy Lahren? Seriously. Actually, want to do anything to help the planet? Not if it gets in the way of their luxurious lifestyle. They're not going to tone any of that down. They just want to preach to you and I what we should do to save the planet because it makes them. This is Tommy Lahren. Benny John, as as I've as I've pointed out numerous times on this show, Benny Johnson is a complete idiot. He had on a uh, fucking who was it? I don't even remember who it was now. It was a UFC. He called him a, a heavyweight boxing champion. It was actually a UFC fighter, and he said his name wrong. He was doing this whole video praising the dude. Benny Johnson is an idiot. Then we had the video of him last week where he got the dude that was his driver in his Uber to, like, uh, talk about Jesus or some shit. And as as Benny's filming him, the dude's boss comes over like, hey, we need to get back to work. (laughs) Benny Johnson is a great source of content, but I'm pretty sure this is Tommy Lahren. This is not Harris Faulkner feel as though they've done something they feel like they've advocated for the play maybe maybe harris comes into the video here in a second in fact they've done far more than any of us to actually destroy this planet but they feel that because they've advocated and they have a huge platform to preach as you said that somehow they've done their part to save the planet you'll never see any of them using a composting toilet you'll never see any of them driving just a single (laughs) prius and and also, she, she as well is in front of a fucking mural of goddamn Nashville. 
And Tommy Lahren's in Nashville, too, isn't she? No, fuck. Nothing else. You'll never see any of them not going to a red carpet in a black SUV or a limousine. You'll never see any of them flying commercial. They want to live their lifestyle, but they want you and I and those coal workers and those pipeline workers, they want us all to pay the price while they're having a grand old time. To be fair, Leo does drive a Prius, but I think it's offset a billion times over by that super yacht. Right, Harris? <laughs> I, I don't care what he says. <laughs> okay, so this is Harris Faulkner. I don't care. And I can vote with my feet and never see another Leo DiCaprio movie. I have that choice. Do it. You're missing out. He's probably the best actor of our generation. I love Harris Faulkner. Every single time I see a clip of Harris Faulkner, I'm like, we should put that up on the show. We should just put that up on the show. <laughs> That's what impressed him. Her just being like, I don't care. I'm paid to give my opinion on TV and probably paid millions of dollars to do so. I don't care. <laughs> How lazy can you possibly be? Benny Johnson thought it was... Fuck it, that, that clip is mainly of Tommy Lahren. He had to use Tommy in order to fill it out. Harris Faulkner, I think, is one of the best voices at Fox News. I'm, I've been a big fan of her for a very long time. She's uh, very based on TV and on social media. She's also... Based! ...very confident in the way that she says things. She has... Brings uh, her own very specific attitude to various segments. She's and based. When she shuts down a conversation, she shuts it down for good. And being shut down for good is something that Hollywood is uh, dealing with right now, right? So Hollywood has had a very rough couple of years. You have the Me Too scandals exposing the uh, dis horrific corruption, dis disgusting nature of Hollywood itself. You have the life-sucking uh, 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 communism that emanates through all of Hollywood and then the actual sucking up to communism that Hollywood... Life-sucking communism in Hollywood. I don't think the problem in Hollywood is communism, you yeah, stupid really fuck. embarrassing things over the last year, but the most embarrassing was probably John Cena uh, apologizing in Chinese for calling Taiwan a, a country... Highly recommend Peacemaker. Highly recommend Peacemaker. I've only watched the first episode thus far. They released the first three. Highly recommend it. I laughed my fucking ass off at the first episode. I am glad. I've always known John Cena was talented, but his character has never been for me. So I'm glad there's something I can get into with John Cena. I'm gonna bring up John Cena. I'll fucking I'll give him his props here. This is this is the scene from Peacemaker. Oh, this is my jam. You know, this is back when men were real men because they weren't afraid to be women. <laughs> oh, it's so quotable. Excellent. Fucking Benny. This is this is just I mean, this is just incredibly incredibly gross uh, to watch here. Here's a clip of that. That's not communism, though. They want to make money in China because it's a market. Aren't you for capitalism, Benny? And so, you know, what you what you get is a Hollywood that is in complete collapse. And I love watching Harris Faulkner uh, sort of drive the nail into the coffin there, so to speak, just saying, oh, we don't care. 
We just don't care. There are so many other important things to talk about. And actually, the purpose of Hollywood is to be talked about and to be famous through... Well, you know, why didn't she take that up with her assignment editor instead of doing it on, on screen then? Why did you even do the story if you didn't care? Why didn't she protest with her assignment editor or the producer of the segment? Huh? 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 All right, I got a treat for you guys. We're gonna we're gonna go from this screen over to the other screen. Oh, I had the morons up. I'm sorry. We were wa- we were watching uh, Trump last night. That's why morons was up. The, the people at NASA are not morons. I assure you. This is the moon in 4K, and I'm actually gonna make sure it is in 4K for me. No, you guys aren't going to see it in 4K. Bullshit. Give me full screen. Just because my stream is not in 4K, but I'm going to turn around here and I'm going to watch this shit in 4K. The moon. It's our nearest neighbor in space. And data we gather from its features can tell us a lot about the rest of our solar system. And through the eyes of the I think I've seen this before. I, I think this is slightly old. In fascinating detail. I think I might have even played this on the Troll Patrol before. Meets the far side. The enormous feature is a lunar crater, and it's known as the Oriental Basin. Here, LRO's terrain map combines with surface gravity measurements from the Grail mission. This data reveals structure in the lunar crust beneath the surface giving us a window into the geologic features of the moon's interior. Picture is amazing. Our next location receives little direct sunlight. You have 4K capabilities, you got a monitor. Solar system. TV that's 4K. The highlighted spots Fucking go find this is NASA footage of the moon in 4K and reflectance from its laser altimeter Lola. Lola also allows us to peer into the darkness of Shackleton Crater by bringing us this digital elevation model. I think the article I saw said this will end the uh, moon landing debate once and for all. No, it won't. No, it won't. But it pales in comparison to the largest known impact crater in the Earth-Moon system, the South Pole-Aiken Basin. Sitting on the far side, it's 2,500 kilometers across and 13 kilometers deep. We don't yet know exactly how old the basin is, but it was first seen in the 1960s by spacecraft flying around the far side. As much as we use LRO data to investigate areas we can't see from Earth, we also probe familiar territory on the lunar near side to bring back images with an all new level of detail. This is Tycho Crater. It's around 100. Wow! Here, the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter camera captures the central peak with a 100-meter-wide boulder at the summit, the origins of which are still a mystery. Continuing across the moon's near side, we will arrive in an area right... Are they trying to say somebody, like, put the fucking... rolled the boulder into that position? ...volcanic materials. It features a prominent crater so bright it's not only visible through telescopes, but also to the naked eye. Welcome to the Aristarchus Plateau. 
Here, infrared shows the mineral pyroxene in orange and a splash of plagioclase in blue from Aristarchus Crater. This region can tell us a lot about the rich volcanic history of the moon. As much as we study the moon looking for sites to visit, we also look back at places we've already been. This is because the new data that LRO is gathering helps us reinterpret the geology of familiar places. I am really excited to see what we get from the James Webb Telescope. Holy shit. Here, we descend to the Apollo 17 landing site in the Taurus Litro Valley, which is deeper than the Grand Canyon. The path the astronauts took over the course of three days is shown. I think you can still see evidence. Even able to capture a view of the bottom half of the Apollo 17 lunar lander, which still sits on the surface, as well as yeah. the rover vehicle. These images help preserve our accomplishment of human exploration on the moon's surface. Moving onward, we make our way to our final destination. This location contains regions that exist in permanent shadow, as well as ones that bask in nearly perpetual light. It's the North Pole. Detailed terrain measurements by Lola allow scientists to model sunlight and shadow at the poles over decades and centuries. Sunlit peaks and crater rims here may be ideal locations for generating solar power for future expeditions to the moon. This updated visualization of the lunar landscape stands as a testament to the functionality and abilities of the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter spacecraft and as the mission continues to gather data... Let's not joke about sexual assault now. ...to take a tour of our moon. Also, I would hope you could, uh, you know, find somebody better to assault than, you know, Beef Daughter. Don't assault anybody! But just saying, just saying. Just... That was fucking cool. was this back in like 2018 i don't know how that ended up being a posted today thing that was a neat video all right here's a picture of a baby hugging a dog oh that's adorable watching on twitch you were heading over to see producer dave supposed to be flying solo here for the plex Looks like he's talking about Jimmy Dore, so have fun with that. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol, live.